Oh, and we are back with episode six of the Successful Comedy Podcast. Oh, shit. Did you listen to the last episode yet? No, it's not on Spotify, so... Oh, it's not on Spotify? It should be. Uh, it's, it's been up. But, uh, check out the last episode. It was funny. We walked around Amsterdam. We had this really dumb idea to walk around Amsterdam. We did touch on that in the beginning of the last episode. We added a little addendum to the beginning to explain what the fuck is happening. But yeah, what a what a evening. But anyway, the the next day after that, um, so the last episode you listened to was us walking through Amsterdam. The very day after that, we went together uh, to a comedy show, and uh, we, I recorded the whole thing. Although I don't really f- feel up to mixing in uh, any bits and stuff like from the audio, because one the audio is kind of crappy, so I'd have to do some some editing to make it sound okay, and... And the comedians were also kind of crappy. Yeah, the comedians were also kind of crappy, although I don't want to shit on them because they're actually all right. They're definitely better than I can do stand-up. Uh, but, you know, it's it wasn't, like, anything amazing worth pointing out or anything like that, but there was a... What, what another problem is, like, the, the website that advertised this evening did not mention any of the comedians' names. Yeah. Even though at least one of them was a touring comedian from Ireland who seemed kind of familiar and was actually pretty funny, the last comedian of the night. He did actually seem like he's been doing this for quite some years. Yeah, it was a rough start, but uh, because the, the crowd was shit. Yeah, the, was crowd was no too, crowd. the crowd was small, but it was also too drunk. So they felt a little too interactive. There's a point where he said, like, can you shut the fuck up and let me do my bit? <laughs> But uh, the the thing that sucks about it is not only did they not mention the they type out the names of any of the comedians, so I can't even like say who it was. No, because also the MC yeah. was some Scottish guy. The MC was Scottish as fuck. You couldn't understand a single word he was saying, and no. that's a stereotype about Scottish people and everything. And I actually I have English as my first language, and all the Dutch people I know can't understand Scottish people for shit. Like they have a hard time understanding yeah. it. They really need to clear themselves up before they understand it. Like a lot of my Dutch friends, they don't understand a single word a Scottish comedian is saying. I can follow it. The thing that I couldn't follow is when he got excited and was speaking louder and started introducing the next comedian. The next comedian is coming for the and he's coming for the ladies and gentlemen. How is that? Like and he said it way too fast and yelled it and and like his accent covered it so much that you could not understand ever any of the comedians' names. I, I, didn't, I still don't know. I what don't the know who any of the comedians were. Me neither. And and none of the, and I was actually surprised that none of them bothered to mention that. Like oh uh. Did anyone else catch a single fucking word that guy was saying? Yeah. The guy sounded like he had, like, marbles in his mouth or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard to understand him. Can we but, also uh, talk about how he tried to fucking do crowd work the first five seconds he got on stage? Yeah, that that was shitty, but let me start off by saying one thing that he did that started off like, ugh, what? And then it actually got impressive after a while was when he did the whole flag thing. He was saying that he has a talent and he's able to he's able to uh, uh, just just men- like you can name any country and he will describe you their flag and you can Google it and see if it's true. And at first it's like yeah okay whatever who gives a shit. But then after it went on for about ten minutes and people were just pulling out flags, he was naming them all. I was actually impressed. Okay, it wasn't comedy. <laughs> it wasn't comedy I mean, or anything okay, like that. Okay, we get it, Jeff Asperger's, but it wasn't comedy, but it was. Interesting. It was interesting. Oh, but you, you have a lot of fucking guys or people that 
have crazy libraries in their mind about a certain of uh, it's it's impressive I guess but it, it went on for way too long listen to you the person who didn't the only person in the room who didn't even pay to go see it is shitting on it as if she got ripped off yeah I'm, I'm all <laughs> money back dude no the thing was I was a little later than you guys and for some reason you had to pay and I just no, walked in there was a guy standing up there the whole fucking time charging everybody who came in you walked in and the one moment he went in the back to take a piss really yeah he was right back there again afterwards. He didn't. In nobody and I, got a I stamp or anything. I smiled to people that were kind of looking like they worked there, but they didn't address me. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe they come to the table. <laughs> they didn't. No, they, nobody charged you. And then, but then my girlfriend and I, we paid full price each. But I really don't care about paying to do it. I I want to, even if they're crappy comedians or whatever. I don't know what I'm gonna get. I'm I'm okay with paying the 10, 14 bucks because that means that those comedians are gonna feel like they didn't waste their evening. And they're going to do this again because they might have made 20, 30 bucks for just standing up there and telling jokes and stuff. And for mm-hmm. a starting up comedian, that's fantastic. If I got paid 20 bucks for doing 15 minutes on a stage, a very small stage, like 10 people in front of me that were really easy to make laugh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's worth it. Probably got comped on all their drinks as well. So that's that's pretty cool. No, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm more on the positive side of this. And maybe it's because I paid and I'm fighting off the feeling that I got ripped off. <laughs> but I really, I actually, you know, listening back on the thing, I was laughing a lot. Yeah, me too, but that's the thing, when you are at a comedy show, at some point you get into this flow that, that you really yeah. find weirder things. You tune or... into their thing and it actually becomes funny. Also with the whole with their whole stance with it, and also sometimes I laugh because I want to encourage them, you know, I don't yeah. want to be rude. That's because I know thing. what like, he's I'll... trying to do, but it's not there yet, but I still laugh because I get what he's going for. I think you should always be careful not to shit on another comedian's comedy, even if you don't like them as a person or anything like that, because I've actually heard on pretty much every comedian's podcast, they said that the people that you don't give a shit about or you don't like or you feel like they're your, they're your rival or something in comedy at some point, that person is very likely to help you get you into a TV show or something five years from now. Yeah. So you should just be very good to every single comedian you ever meet always and leave a good impression on them all the time and realize that just you're all in this together. In general, and don't worry. And like it, it, it shouldn't be like, like with painters or something where like Rembrandt is like, oh man, fucking Van Gogh's work is shit. Fucking hate that guy. He sucks dick. My paintings are way cooler, you know, like, it's, it's, it's not, like, about who's better, it's just all different things, and there's something for everybody, you know, there is no com- comedian for everybody, there's no comedian that everybody likes. No. But no, there, but, sure. but there is a comedian for everybody, that is for sure, and if there isn't a comedian for every, for, for a person, they just haven't found that person yet, and that person is probably still doing small club nights and shit like that in front of 10, 15 people. Yeah, yeah. And they just got to find their audience after a while. So I'm always open to seeing this shit, and it is, and it is just like we just touched on a little bit before, the difference between watching a comedy special on TV and being in that audience that was filmed during that is a whole different experience. Yeah. A case in point is when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20 or something like that, mm-hmm. I saw Carrot Top. Oh. In concert, live. I saw him at the Rialto in Joliet, Illinois. So it was, you know, it's it's a very nice big theater, but it's in the suburbs, you know. So it's not like he played at the at the Vic Theater in Chicago or something like that, or at mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, something like that, Aragon Ballroom. He played in Joliet. And this guy had done his research because he did 15 minutes right off the bat on Joliet. 
like he knew. (laughs) Dude's from California, as far as I know, and he was ripping on Joliet like he had lived there for some decades. Like, he had done his research, and that was awesome. The the humor totally resonated. Then, he's a prop comic, by the way, so he has a lot of, like, inventions and weird things and stuff, and, like, you know, he's like, here's a backpacker for a new generation people and stuff like that. It was, like, this massive backpack that was, like, almost as tall as the whole stage. He's carrying it, like, (laughs) somehow it was inflated, so it was very light or something. Like, he had all these ridiculous props, and it actually was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. But if you've never seen Carrot Top live, if you are a person who has only heard about his comedy or seen bits of his stand-up or just heard him on the radio or something like that, you're just like, eh. It's because you're not there with the energy. You're not there among the energy of the crowd that's that's having this com- comedy bombarded at them. And it, it is such a different experience. It is absolutely a different experience. Like these comedians that we just watched uh, in front of us, if we had watched those sets pro shot just on YouTube or something with good audio from the soundboard, mm-hmm. we would not have laughed at all. No. Maybe. Maybe. Well, no, actually, we might have gotten a laugh or two or something like that. But, but not the way we laughed in Not the, the way we laughed crowds. the other night. No, exactly. So that's that's the other differences. Like I want to get out there and go see more of these comedy nights and shit. Like that's for sure. And I really like this. And I know it, one thing that sucks is that it's not like going and seeing local bands in Amsterdam because all those bands are playing in bars and it's fucking free. You just go there five and they're playing. Euro. Five euro tops, yeah, but it, but it's free if you walk in there in the beginning. And then once uh, a certain hour rolls along, then you got to pay five euros to get in or three euros or something. And that includes, it actually includes your coat check. Like mm-hmm. they'll actually hang up your coat for you in the cost of that ticket. Normally you have to pay one or two euros to get your coat checked. But now this evening is three euros. You get to see a band and your coat check. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You know, that's cool. That's what the water hole does quite often. Um, but very often you get it for free, local bands playing and stuff. They just want to get people in their damn bar. You know, mm-hmm. they just want their, you know, like like the CC Music Cafe. They never charge yeah, a cover yeah. entry. Yeah. They just always had a band in there just so you can, please come, <laughs> please come in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they're, the new they're Anita, okay. same thing. Yeah, New Anita is, uh, yeah, well, I think they've changed at this point because New Anita's been around for a hot minute now and they're quite hip. True, they got true. some. They got some big hipster bands playing I, there sometimes. I walk past there all the time, like on a Tuesday night at uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's packed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's all a total hipster thing. It's it's it. Yeah, and there's some guy with like a, a banjo and a and a and a. Harmonica. I was invited there in like 2011 and shit. Uh, when I had the dogs and stuff like that, I was invited there to hang out and stuff multiple times. And, uh, yeah. and and that place was already hip. It had, like, this huge fucking stage, and, like, these balconies were overlooking it from the smoking room, and shit. It was kind of dope. You could actually just sit there and smoke, and you're looking out the window, and you're watching the band play and stuff, and you're, that's that was really cool. And, uh, and that was, like, free for a while, but not anymore. But anyway, if you go and see these stand-up comedians or these open mic nights here in Amsterdam, you pay. Mm-hmm. And you don't pay three euros. You pay 10, 15, 20 euros and mm-hmm. shit like that. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That is kind of ridiculous. And there are a few very, very popular comedy nights. One is the Comedy Train. And the other one is the weekly comedy night yeah. in Comedy Cafe where we were. Yeah, yeah. And those are all, almost always sold out. Okay. Well, what they need to start doing at these comedy clubs, in my opinion, because... The comedy club scene of people who go and check it out is kind of a small group. Uh, it's you know maybe some thousand people or something like that. But you see a lot of the same people at the same at, the, at different at different clubs. And same with the comedians. You see the same guys just hop. It's like here in Amsterdam, there's not one significant place where everyone is always going and hanging out, and they have a residence there, and they're always performing there, doing their 15 minutes, walking in like the comedy store or something like that. It's not like that here. There's just a lot of pop up. Uh, uh, 
comedy clubs opening up or just bar slash restaurants that allow them to do a comedy night and they set up a little stage or something, move some tables around and stuff. We don't have many comedy club comedy clubs except for Boom Chicago, but that's like a whole tourist thing, like going to the Amsterdam Dungeon or something. It's 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 not what you think. It's not I exactly what you think. It's not really a stand-up-y thing. They do a lot of improv nights, and it's like a club thing, and there's a dress code, and it's fancy dining, and there's tourist packages for it, and it has its own hotel, and it's like, it's this whole different, it's not, it you're never going to see, like, Chappelle come into town and do a set at the Boom Chicago. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It, it's like some sort of improv troupe. Like a theater troupe, kind of like the Groundlings or something like that, or uh, Second City in Chicago. It's kind of like that a little bit, but it's also yeah. It's they have these yeah. It's just it's such a weird thing. I've never been in there, but I've only seen like uh, reviews of their events and stuff. And they never just do. They rarely, I'll not say never. They rarely do just brick wall stand up. Very rarely. Uh, so it's not really a comedy club, but that was like it, they should because it's right on Light Supply and it, it would be awesome. But no, Boom Chicago is at uh, Rosengracht now. Where, where it used to be a theater, Rose Theater, on the Rose Canal, Rosengracht. But it's directly across the street. If you're standing no, outside the exit of uh, I know, I know. It used to water be hole. there, but it's... Wait, what? Water if hole? you're standing at the water hole with your back to the water hole, smoking a cigarette, and you're looking at the brick wall in front of you across the alleyway, that's the Boom Chicago. Because it also used to be at Max Oeberplein, where the Holland Casino is. But I think they got more the than one. Cafe. They got more than one. Yeah, though. exactly. So maybe. I think I'm almost positive there's one on Light Supply. Well, you can look that up. But anyway, so the comedians are basically forced to kind of hop to all these different clubs in Amsterdam. You know, that's that's the whole point of doing it here. Like, there is no one club that everyone goes to, and that's why I said they should just do these memberships or something. Oh, Rosengracht, dude. Really? Yeah, they probably. They might have moved. They moved it yeah, they've moved to the Rosa, Rosa yeah. Theater, which sucks because it used to be a beautiful theater. Yeah, Rosa Theater is awesome, though. I, I performed there a couple of times. I saw my buddy Matas do his uh, um, talent show thing for his school there. I filmed it for him. It was hilarious. He was like half naked on stage. It was very funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait. It's next to the Rose Theater. Yeah, it's probably next to it, yeah. Um, speaking of comedy... On Tuesday, is it? We're going to go see Ari Shafir. Yes. Yeah, we will Ari are... motherfucking Shafir. Yeah. If you don't right. know this guy, you have to check him out. He has a podcast. Uh, it's called The Skeptic Tank. You can find it on all places where you can find podcasts. I listen to it every week. I fucking love it. He's been getting more sporadic with it because his, uh, <laughs> his sponsors are dropping him because his podcast is often a little vulgar and it's not what they envision. For their things, and when he reads their copy and shit, they're not very happy with it. He he, he had this um, sponsor ZipRecruiter once, and this is a, a lot of podcast guys have this sponsor. Uh, he was this ZipRecruiter is basically a company that gives you uh, a pool of resumes and CVs of people who are relevant to the field that you're trying to hire employees for, and it actually does the hiring process for you. It's kind of like a yeah, it's kind of like a work agency or something like that, a temp agency kind of thing, but for permanent hire or something like that. It just kind of cultivates them, the resumes based on the exact things you need. You know, you're not going to, like, get a pool of re- people who have, like, everything that you need except for one thing and you just settle for that guy. It's going to have, you know, it just it just kind of organizes it much better for you. Like and then, a bottleneck and, situation. Yeah, exactly. A really good filtering for, for skill sets and stuff like that. And that speeds up the hiring process for whatever fucking company you're running. And that was that spo- uh, they sponsored Ari Shafir's podcast, and he was he always works a little bit of comedy into his 
into his copy when he reads the thing. And his his spiel about that about that company was like, hey, you're 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 uh, you're a company owner. You're trying to get the hiring process done. Hey, inst- instead of uh, instead of spending weeks going through all these resumes and stacks of resumes, let ZipRecruiter do the work for you. In the meantime, you can you can actually use those weeks masturbating in your office, mm. <laughs> you know, while while the boss thinks you're working, and then you're gonna end up looking like a hero because you got all these all these uh, new <laughs> hires coming in that are that are just knocking the job out of the park. Well, ZipRecruiter dropped him as a sponsor after he said that shit. <laughs> and, they like that. and then he started being like, well, I think I'm just going to say fuck sponsorships altogether because I don't want them like telling me what to say on a podcast. Yeah. It's the whole point of doing podcasting is so you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that, he kind of had that sort of thing. But he's one of my favorite comedians. He's amazing. Super Jew. Amazing guy. He's a fucking, fucking hilarious. Slut too. He, yeah, probably. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, he has a comedy special on Netflix right now, a double comedy special, two two one-hour specials in one series called Double Negative. Yeah, I watched the first thing about Excellent. it. Excellent. I did not really like the Amsterdam bit, but... I yeah, just, well, you never like it when a comedian exactly, talks about Amsterdam. I don't Amsterdam. like it when outsiders talk about Amsterdam like so in a comedy show because they're always so wrong, you know? So that's, don't blame him because of your own little hang-ups. No, but also because he's wrong about a lot of facts and... Yeah, I well, just you know like what? A lot of comedians don't do their do their homework about it. He didn't make up those impressions though. If he got that impression of things, that's the impression he got, and that means that someone's given off that impression. Impression. Yeah, if he has a certain idea of Amsterdam, that's only because that idea is being perpetrated by somebody. No, that's not all always true. It's also you don't just like make up like yeah, Amsterdam. They ride unicorns down the streets. He's not just pulling it out of his ass. He heard it from somewhere. No, or it's something he observed, and maybe he, he wrongfully observed it. Or something. I'm just talking about when, when comedians say stuff like, yeah, in Amsterdam, they have legal weed, full legal weed. Like, it's not full fucking legal. It's far from full fucking legal, and it's an actual well, problem, but they always go like, oh, my God, Yeah, but if weed. you are in America, in a, in a non-legal state, if you have a gram of pot, or if you're caught with pot smoke in your house and stuff, you get arrested. That does not happen here. You can walk past a, 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 a cop smoking a joint and wave to them and say hi, and they'll say hi back and, it, yeah. and all that shit going on and, and yeah okay so it's Especially it's kadoka, which means which means it's tolerated here it's decriminalized uh up to a certain point so you can have like five grams if you have more than that you're in a little trouble if they catch you with it if you have six grams they're probably not going to care either but if you have a pound in your backpack you might be in trouble so they're trying to stop people from trafficking large amounts of weed but they're also allowing people to casually have marijuana yeah, and, tech, and the thing is, yeah, it's it's still illegal, but it's but it's it's tolerated. Like they don't actively pursue and fine for things. If you get caught stabbing somebody smoke. and you have weed in your pocket, you're gonna get charged with the weed as well as stabbing somebody. That's one thing for sure. But to say that this means it's not illegal and that you don't like this because oh it's not legal, it's 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 actually buried in these these deep intricate technicalities and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, have you ever gotten trouble from the police for smoking weed? No, but that's that's not the point. The, the point is that the the law is very much uh, uh, about the people smoking the weed, and that's. But I'm just talking about the 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 how do you say it? Undernamers. The business owners. The business owners. Yeah, they they are fucked up. Yeah, well, the business owners. The only reason why it's fucked up for the business owners is because the way they decided to legalize it without actually legalizing it. They all they've done is strengthen the mafias. It's like making yeah. alcohol illegal, except for. It's it's illegal to produce alcohol. Exactly. But it's legal to buy it in the store and drink it on your own. And they even have shops where you can buy and drink alcohol 
in a place where other people are buying and drinking alcohol and if they have a license it's okay but technically it's illegal yeah, no that's that's basically what it is so like marijuana is essentially legal for the consumer to buy they're free to buy it roll it up in a joint and smoke it while walking down the street as long as you're not causing any trouble even if you are causing a little trouble you're still probably not going to have a problem um, if you're white. If you're white, yeah, of course, yeah. But that's, you know, Western society, you know. But here's here's the here's the thing. It becomes illegal when you are growing it in mass amounts. So you got to think about, like, a coffee shop basically has 500 grams of marijuana in its shop at any given time, up to maximum 500 grams. So they sell out, but then they already got a guy showing up in a scooter delivering several hundred more grams. I've seen it many times at coffee shops. A guy yeah. just comes and he's, he just like pulls these huge bags out of his coat and he's got these huge Ziploc bags of weed there. Ziploc. And they start they start like checking it into their inventory. Bags. They check it into their inventory. And those those guys are coming from illegal weed growing operations. Those are yeah. drug dealers. Those are street dealers. So those are the guys you used to contact to get your weed before coffee shops came around. Now the, the guys, the street dealers, now just deal with coffee shops. And you buy your weed legal from the coffee shops. However, it makes it also really tricky for businesses because you're not allowed to do receipts. Have you ever gotten a receipt at a coffee shop? Hell no. You don't get Maybe receipts. Maybe from the big nope, transaction. Nope, nope. No? They won't give it to you. No. No, they don't give receipts. There's no Why receipts. Why would you get a receipt for weed anyway? Like, are you gonna get it well, for? Well, are you gonna you, declare it for work? Like, what if you're? Well, yeah. Well, what if your what if your work involves? Uh, if you're like a research site or something like that, or a site that rates all these different kinds of weed, and you actually do have sponsors and, and advertising, and you make money off of it, then you could write that off as a as an expense. Of course, sure, it's a product. At the point when you're buying it from the coffee shop, it's a fucking product. However, because of the illegal nature, they don't – they're not allowed to and they're not even required to by law to write a facture for any uh, sales of their marijuana or any of their non-marijuana products either. Yeah, a facture. Sorry. Yeah, an invoice. They don't have to write receipts or invoices. That also means that they don't have to write or receive invoices for the hundreds of grams that are coming in. So think about it that way. Their inventory is not – checked by the taxation system they are just a bar that gets product that doesn't have a receipt so the tax services are never able to under to know exactly how much weed is going in and out of that place uh even the coffee shop owners don't really know unless they keep track of it themselves how much weed is going in and out of the place but they don't have receipts for it because the companies that give them their weed are not companies they're they're mafias so there's yeah. no receipts involved in it yet. They operate as a legal business, and so, but that actually makes it extremely difficult for a coffee shop to remain profitable on paper. Even though they're making tons and tons of money, they can't prove that that money came from their sales of the coffee shop. So they're under constant heavy scrutiny yeah. to try and catch them doing anything. Are they funneling that money in through somewhere else, anything like that and stuff? And yeah. a lot of times they are, unfortunately, because it's so fucking hard to keep a coffee shop in business mm -hmm. simply because you can't put on record what you're selling. And you can't put on record the the income, like or your your stock and your inventory. You can't even fucking you can't even keep track of that uh, in a legal sense. So Who this is completely thought? bizarre how it works. I, I I read this whole like 15 page essay on it once uh, a few weeks ago, like on how it all works, and it is it is just completely bizarre. Like really, like even the politicians that enforce this law and the police that enforce this law don't really know what the fuck it how it works. They no, really no, don't. Like no. nobody's re they kind of go by feel and stuff. Uh, so it's kind of a gray area. So that means that also cops are allowed to be a little more aggressive than normal about keeping an eye on them. Stuff that other stores, like a restaurant, would be like, what in the fuck? 
you know? Yeah. But these guys get way more scrutiny and the cops can get away with it because of, yeah, there's another gray area that hasn't, because there is no uh, law to protect to 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 say how how your stuff is reported there's also no law to protect you from no. police and no, coming and checking that shit all the time yeah, so exactly. so that's that's being a, a coffee shop owner in Amsterdam is like fucking you have to be pretty mafia yourself yeah you have to be sure. ready to fucking defend your shit yep because it might even and also come to down to gang with shit these criminals too because they it's have the crazy. dankest weed and it all comes down because uh you know the whole free weed thing here seems great for tourists and everything like that, but it's still illegal to cultivate it. So all this weed is coming from illegal grow operations that are getting busted. There's something just busted in Limber not too long ago, 20,000 oh, 20, 20, euros worth of marijuana. And I found it funny. I was like, yeah, they, they know it's 20,000. No, it was a fuckload. It was like boats. No, that's like it was a like fucking gag. floating boats. They have like one bag of weed, like street value, oh, yeah. one million euros. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. They always also overweigh it. But um, and they weigh it with the bags and, and plastic that wraps it as well. That yeah. counts as the yeah contraband. But so this uh this yeah these these guys that got caught in in, uh, in Limber were uh they had boats floating all over the place and they had these underground things with hatches and parks or whatever like these kind of like out of the area kind of like wildernessy kind of spots and there was just a hatch and a little hobbit house underneath what? and inside there is just a field of of indoor growing plants oh, with cool. just fucking fans on rotators and stuff but they also had boats floating around like houseboats and inside underneath the hull of the houseboat underneath it like below like if you were in the houseboat underneath where you're standing yeah yeah in the below part sea level. Uh, yeah, below sea level exactly that shit under the water below was a little was a fucking floor warming <laughs> you know so yeah they were, they figured that shit out on them but yeah 20 grand worth of weed and I found that funny. He's like, oh, how they know it was 20 grand worth of weed? Yeah, well, they saw that it was amnesia that goes about 10 euros a gram at a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, that's the thing. It's weird. It's, it's illegal until it's in the coffee shop. Once yeah. it's in the coffee shop, then it's totally legal for sale and sale and stuff under certain limitations of like how much you can buy at a time and stuff and how mm-hmm. much they can have in the shop. I just thought of something very funny. Like, Yo. on any given time in this city, there are a bunch of guys on scooters running around with a huge amount of weed in, on yeah. them. They're zipping around all day. Which, which made me think, like, what if there's ever going to be, like, a GTA Amsterdam version? <laughs> and then you will have those guys, and you can, like, shoot them down, and you get their loot. Yeah. And, and then you get the mafia. Okay. I'm down for that, but I, I fear that Grand Theft Auto will, for a very long time, will always be an American set. Thing. Yeah, which is lame because it's no, it's like not lame. Euro- it's an American Euro- company, and they're doing their I know, American but thing, and like I get it. Do a European, European thing. You know, the thing is, I think if they do it, it'll be after it'll be after Grand Theft Auto is tired. After that shit is tired as hell, it already is kind of tired as hell. Yeah, in my people opinion. are speculating GTA now about like, eh. GTA Six. Yeah, I mean. That'll be cool. I mean, GTA I hope they improve the online good. gameplay. I would like the yeah, yeah. I would like the storyline mode to be uh, uh, drop in, drop out online gameplay, kind of like how Borderlands would rock sometimes and stuff. So, almost all the time in those games, you have like NPC dudes that roll with you to do shit and stuff like that. Why can't you just balance all the missions? Or uh, change the balance of them depending on how many people are joined in your party. Yeah. You can have like up to three other people in your party. You can have a gang of four just rolling around and either just causing rampage in a little instance of a city or you're just going and doing your missions and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. so like the GTA online, how we have it now with all those mini games and stuff, but also the story shit, 
Yeah, but GTA is, is kind of like ruined Rome. right now. The GTA Online is ruined right now yeah. but because of all these hackers and cheaters. Yeah, well, that's because the PS4 got hacked, Lel. There's also a lot of weird uh, ve- uh, vehicles that are... Yeah, they've really gone wacky with it. Yeah, they've gone like Saints I always Row see kind the, of style. Yeah, exactly. I don't really Saints like Row. It. It's, it, it. I like it when it's a little bit more serious than like GTA 4. That's why I like GTA 5. Uh, the story mode was the fantastic and the great. game itself is fantastic and I I loved that game and I would love to do a second playthrough. I actually have it on my second, PS3. Second, I played through like a lot of times. I've only played through times. it once and then my PlayStation was moving around a lot. On and stuff 3 and 4, it was, I really love that that story. It's very uh, cool. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 3 is a great game. GTA 4 is a great game. Vice City is fucking fantastic. Vice City is my favorite one, I think. Yeah. San Andreas is a lot of people's favorite, but I never fully connected with that game and I never beat it. And that's because I didn't have a PS2 at the time it came out. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I had one and then it broke. And then, so I didn't have a PS2, and it was only on PS2 for the longest time. And then now I have it on, like, PlayStation, you know, PlayStation Network, the PS2 Classics version, I have that. But I just can't bring myself to play it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I just can't, like, ah, I can't get into it for some reason. But that's okay. It was just, it was a wrong time for me. But Vice City, though, that game, great that shit fell into my hands. Too. I was, like, 17 years old when I got that game. When that game came out, I was 17. Just the perfect time to be playing that game. Yeah. Perfect age for that game, and... I had to have a friend who was just 18 buy it for me because the, at the Best Buy, they refused to sell it to me. Best Buy. Yeah. They actually, the the, the bitch at the counter, I was, I'll never forget it, she actually said to me, I was like, I was like, come on, I'm 17, my birthday's next month. She's like, yeah, well, we don't want your mommy to come back in here and yell at us when she finds out that I sold this to you because you were 17. That's what she said that. That's what she said to me. It was she, she could not have been more than like three or four years older than me. What a She's bitch. in her early 20s. Like, your I was mommy. like, okay, go to hell. Ugh. I don't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure I said something rude as I walked out to, like, told her to go fuck herself or yeah, something. Yeah, because you were an edgy teenager. This sounded way stupider than, than go fuck yourself because I was 17. I was like, duty head. Poo, <laughs> <laughs> breath. Your vagina stinks. <laughs> <laughs> you flap your vagina. <laughs> Sticking air. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ari Shafir though, I'm very, very excited for that. Yeah, I'm me too. Really I mean, we have some that. shitty seats, but... No, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter, I guess. I don't need to be up front for that. I'm okay with just being in the back or whatever. I'm okay with just seeing it. I don't know. It. I have also tickets for uh, for uh, Patton Oswald. Yeah. And I really wanted to be in the front for that because he does... Yeah, but you're in like the third row. That's badass. Third row, yeah. You're, you could you have a very good chance of getting pointed out by him. Oh, cool. Yeah, very good chance. He's usually working the first few rows, and he yeah. always does crowd work. I, part exactly, of his, his he, crowd work is so funny. He does a crowd work section every every special. Yeah, yeah, and he's like completely ruins people's lives yeah, and, and the perception yeah, about yeah. themselves and shit. There's so. the guy who did the Obama... Yeah, the Obama Center and the, the woman. Obama Center, he's like, <laughs> the woman that the public relations, but she sucked at it and she was very bad. And he's like, is the Obama Center the construction of it just a gigantic building that just spells miss me? Miss me, yeah. <laughs> Inside the Obama Center, is do you have on display just like the one last shred of hope? Yeah. <laughs> you can't look at it for too long. Yeah, there's like yeah, just look at it real quick and move along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. And right after he starts talking about his wife's death. So yeah, it's yeah, really, then he starts talking about his wife's you know, I was ugly crying <clears throat> for that. I cried for the first time I watched it, and but then the then second I read, time I was like, oh, damn. But then the, the, I read about how he's doing now, and he's, he's kind of, I don't know. He got himself another woman 
really quick. Yeah. And I'm not judging. Me, I don't know. I don't know what I would go I through if my wife and is. my wife and the mother of my child died and stuff like that. I don't know how I would react to that too. I would probably be very scared of being alone with with my daughter and stuff like that, and being it's just me and her. And so I would probably be very scared of that. And 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 I would I would find someone pretty quickly too, you know. And maybe he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. But I probably I would. I, I, she kind of looks. I'm not like saying that I would do the same. Too. Yeah, that was the other thing that's creepy is that she kind of looks like her. Yeah. yeah. Just like, like oh, a type, another wish. Irish type chick, yeah. Okay, but uh, sure. Uh, I wish you strength on your journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers all around. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. One like, one prayer, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. <clears throat> death is something else. Yeah. I've had a lot of experience with death, <coughs> unfortunately, as in relatives passing away and... Funerals are, uh, yeah. I've been to quite a few funerals myself, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very... uh, Do we want to touch on this? Do you have anything... Do you have a way to spin this into humor? Or do you want to just get dark and talk about people we saw die? I'll tell you this. Like, uh, (laughs) this is kind of tragic, but also... Well, funny. (laughs) It's kind of tragic, but also kind of funny. uh, At some point, my my grandmother passed away, which is, at some point in your life, kind of normal that she was old and sick, so it was better for her. But then, a week after, my... uh, my uncle passed away too, very very sudden from like a heart attack or something like that. So that, your your mother's brother. Yeah, my mother's brother. I, she had told me something about that once before. Yeah. She was already starting to cry, telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, it's her I little brother. Got her and to he change the was subject. very dear to her, but yeah. they had like they fell out of contact yeah. and they uh, right around the death of my grandmother they came together kind of yeah. and then he passed away. So she never got closer. Yeah. So that's kind of tragic and la di da. But he, my, my, my uncle was super gay, super, super gay. He was, he was married to, uh, to, uh, his, uh, yeah, well, his husband who unfortunately passed away like eight years before he passed. Wow. Pretty, like a few months after they married. Yes. From what causes? Uh, lung cancer. Okay. And he also had MS. <laughs> he also had, the, well, not AIDS. Yeah. I, know this, I, was like, I was like, wait, 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 they both? Died within. <laughs> what happened no, no, there? No, no, it was not eight. I mean, it could have been easily. They they were both gay in, they in kept the, it those quiet, times. So begged the doctors to just say I had a heart attack. Please say. No, no, no. he had the MS. That is like. Well, that, that's horrible. That's yes. a horrible way to go. And and then on top of that, he got lung cancer. So that was kind of <sighs> fucked up. But then okay, eight years later, my gay uncle, other gay uncle, passed away. And he went to, he was uh, friends with a lot of celebrities, Dutch celebrities, okay. because he like was who? Glennis Grace. Don't know. Okay. Who else? Jesus fucking Christ. Hong Seo. No. No? <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to say any names, to be honest, actually, because it's kind of... Paul DeLeu. I don't want to say any names, <laughs> oh, to be honest. Oh, shit! Shut the fuck up, I don't want to... Because he is gay, oh, this is part of the troop. <laughs> Have you heard about a guy named Pim Fortuyn? No. Yeesh. That was a, a, a politician, a gay politician. Yeah. Right-winged gay politician. Yeah. That was shot. I, I do know about this. Like yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know what he looked like, oh. but I did hear about this, like a gay politician who was openly gay, and then he got his ass murdered, basically for being an openly gay politician that was going for yeah. gay rights and yeah, yeah. Okay, pushing so forward with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I did hear about that. And... Okay, wow. so so he knew Shit. quite a bit of uh, uh, Herman Brod. 
No, that okay, I was gonna say because like, my dad knew him. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's the most common thing I always hear from the older people. Like I hung out with Herman Brode. Yeah, because like, Herman Brode was hanging out all the fucking time. Yeah, but I think but I'm starting to get the feeling that like I think Amsterdam people are just like if they happen to walk by a cafe and saw him in the window as they were walking by, they now have a story about how they met and hang with uh, yeah. Herman Brode, <laughs> exactly. and now he's like that was their best friend, and he gave me this wine bottle. I'll never open it. <laughs> <laughs> Some little yeah. wine. No, I... Herman Brode is, is the shit. I only knew of him by name and never heard a single lick of his music or, or heard of any of his music. art or anything. It's okay for Dutch shit, yeah. It's all right. It's just rock and roll, man. Yeah, it's just rock and roll, uh, just whatever, And it you was know? also, he was a showman. He a got, lot of it was really shitty, shows. too. It's kind of like the Stones, where like they had a lot of great albums, but can you name any of their last five albums? I can't. No, the thing was with Herman Brood, he was just a character. He was one of those rock stars yeah. that was very fucked up. He did up. not so shit. He jumped off the Amstel Hotel and killed himself. In the no, uh, the Hilton. The Hilton? Have we been to the Tumler together? Because that's a comedy club that's under. No. That is under the hotel where. Oh okay, Herman Brood no, no, okay. Up. I always mix it up then. Okay. No, I'm so hotel. He didn't have fucking money for the I'm so hotel. He was he was on heroin. Yeah, well. Anyways, he is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have uh, in one apartment I rented. Uh, that's a weird thing about uh, the Netherlands is oftentimes you'll rent an apartment and they come fully furnished, with like decorations and stuff that somebody put up. It's like their apartment. They're just renting it out. So you've got to like be careful with all their shit. But in their in their toilet. Not in the toilet, but in the toilet room, there was uh, an original Herman Brode. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, an original. And what's, what I always found really funny about Herman Brode's art was that he always signed his shit, like, almost as big as the rest of the painting. Yeah. It's always like, Herman Brode, and huge, or just like Brode. Yeah, Brode. huge letters across the whole, fo- he'll just, like, ruin the painting with his signature, but that was his art, and that's... <laughs> This, but that was that's also says a lot about that guy too. This is, that was that that's like actually a really good good description of his personality. I heard this story of him. Uh, uh, someone told me that the limo driver of him told a story. They were driving down the countryside of somewhere in the Netherlands, and he was leaning out of the back of the limo or up the sunroof of the limo with his pistol and fucking alcohol bottle of whiskey or something. And as they were driving, he was shooting cows, <laughs> just <laughs> killing random cows off people's farms and shit. <laughs> with a pistol, driving. <laughs> what the fuck? That guy was insane. He was insane. He was absolutely he insane. He was kind of like the Dutch Gigi <laughs> Allen. Minus the poop. <coughs> I don't know much about that guy. Well, that was basically a guy that smeared himself and his audience with poop, mm. while also kind of singing to very mediocre punk music. Oh, I'm really glad I missed those concerts. I, I have seen a lot of those footages where he just goes into the audience... And he starts feeling up chicks with his poop hands, and he oh. picks fights with people, and with his ass hanging out. And the thing was, this is kind of funny. Uh, Gigi Allen died at a party, and after, after, after party, he was fucked up and he overdosed, and people didn't notice that he was dead. He, they thought he passed out. So they have <laughs> actual, actual photos with him, like, like him next to him, like thumbs up next to him, like, oh, he passed out, and. And, and put stuff on his body and So stuff. people just, like, yeah, they just desecrated his dead body. What does desecrated they, mean? Like, I don't know if there's, like, a grave and you piss on it. That's, yeah. de- that's to desecrate a grave. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Or kick it over or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. but they didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. 
cautionary the tale. moral of the story kids is just don't be that guy that, don't get too fucked up yeah that don't be that guy that every, when you pass out everybody's like oh of course he's passed out you know you if you pass out you want people to like care and be concerned instead of making pictures well of course they make pictures but i've never been that guy at a party because i don't like drinking me neither <laughs> i really I can't handle my liquor exactly. i'm like a 14 year old hindu kid <laughs> I can't, I can't hold my liquor, so I just, I just, I just throw up all the time and stuff. So like, and like, I can have three strong beers and I'll be throwing up. Two is my limit, and then, you know what I can do is like, I can, I can have two strong beers like a Lachouf out of the bottle, two of those, and then I can open the third one and just sniff the vapor of the third one, and that's enough for me. And you're like, Ugh. no, 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 then I'm fine. If yeah. I start drinking that third one, then I'll probably have a problem unless I wait for a while or drink some water or eat something. Then later I can have that other one. But by then it all just tastes like piss to me at that point. Like that first fresh cold beer after biking in a 30 degree hot weather. 30 degrees Celsius, by the way, because 30 Fahrenheit is pretty fucking cold. <laughs> but uh, um, the uh, that is really refreshing. I don't care who you are. Like even if it's a bitter beer, that's actually quite nice. Just getting that smack of bitterness uh, after, like, and and when you're hot, and it, that, but of course, like regular hydration as well is good. But uh, that is that is a nice feeling. But I don't like to get drunk, so I'm in this weird kind of in between phase. I kind of like when it comes to food, I have adult tastes, but when it comes to alcohol, I have I'm still like in the yummy phase. Yeah, like, me phase, too. Like as a little kid, like ew, no, I'd rather just have. I want Coca-Cola. <laughs> Would you like rum in that Coca-Cola? Oh, I'll try it. It's like, oh, it just tastes like someone put the like, gasoline in my, yeah, my Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the same, like, I, of Ugh. course I've gotten drunk, but the, always... I've enjoyed some drinks before, but when, it's when not I something drink, I would ever do regularly. First two drinks, I'm fine. Third drink, I'm getting a little woozy, especially if I smoke weed at the same time. Yeah, and then yeah. I get, and like, And that's fun. definitely going to happen. I'm not going to drink without smoking weed. That's, yeah, like, yeah. for me, it's just, like, the whole time, I'm just, like, kinda, I'd kind of rather just be smoking weed. Yeah, I'd rather just smoke weed and have a Coca-Cola, yeah. and then, uh... Yep. Absolutely. No just Pepsi. have infinite infinite drinks. No, I don't mind Pepsi. I, I mind actually, Pepsi. I grew up on Pepsi. Ugh, ugh, I hate Pepsi. I grew up on Pepsi. I really like it. I don't know. But it's it's just different. Like you I like Pepsi from the two liter bottles. Two liter? Yeah, the like big those the big, big bottles. <laughs> those, those well your your one and a half liter bottles as well, that it tastes different from, from the can. It tastes guess, different. Yeah. It tastes totally different. And also from those little plastic Gla- bottles. Glass bottles. The, yeah, the glass bottles, sure. But the the regular uh, single-person plastic bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah those Those too. of Pepsi, not that good. But when you get a, a Pepsi that's a large amount of liquid at once, the balance of flavors is different or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because of how much they shoot into the bottle or something, you know. And it tastes... And it's also a different amount of pressure in the bottle. I saw something on this when I was a kid. They have to put a certain amount of pressure in in the bottle depending on what size bottle or can they're putting it in. Yeah. It has a different amount of pressure in like the bubbles, so they all have a different fizz, all of them. Different fizz. Just all because otherwise the can would explode, or you would get your can and it would be like flat. Yeah, exactly. So it has to have just the right amount and it will hold its pressure while it's while it's still sealed and it'll stay fizzy for for years. It's a really, it's a weird thing, but so Pepsi from the big bottles, I fucking love it, and also Pepsi from like uh, a fast food restaurant, where they have the syrup and the water, and it mixes together before yeah. it goes in your cup. The psh, those things, I love that Pepsi as well. When I'm thirsty, I'll drink most of the things. Yeah, come on, you won't turn down a Pepsi if you're in the desert or something, right? <laughs> like, no. Like I'm thirsty. Take this filth oh, away from Mountain me. Oh, Mountain Dew. 
I hate my. I'm just on. I'll a, just I'll just dig deep into I'm the sand and try and find a little bit right of wet now. sand that I'll suck the moisture out of instead. <laughs> I don't want this. Give Mountain me some Dew. camel shit. You know it's really weird. Mountain Dew used to be my go-to drink. Uh, in the states, know, yeah. it used to be, and then I moved to the Netherlands, and for years there was no Mountain Dew here. No. You couldn't get Mountain Dew. You could find it in these U.S. and English import shops, but it was like literally 25 euros for a 12 pack of Mountain Dew, yeah. and I did actually spring for it once, and it was delicious. But it was only in my early years, and I was really like jonesing for it. After a while, I just forgot about Mountain Dew, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, I wish they had that." And then one day, you guys brought it to the Netherlands, like, not import, like, actually, like, bottled here. So you guys got, you have Mountain Dew as well. I'm like, fuck yeah. I went to get a Mountain Dew, drank it, hate it. Fucking hate it. It's different. I don't know if it's different to me because I'm just not used to it anymore. Or if it's different because it's a slightly different recipe or something like that. I don't it know, but be. I can't it drink it. It might be in a different, uh... It tastes uh... like puke. It does. It tastes like like the like the stuff that's in the back of your throat after you puke. That taste, that, that general taste you always have. That kind of acidy. I get yeah. that taste in my mouth afterwards, kind of like when, sort of that but sugary. When I had Mountain Dew in America, it was indeed very more refreshing. And was more, it? Yeah, it's like, more lemony, right? More lemony, more and and it was just nice. But here, indeed, it's like very thick. Okay. Oh, it's it tastes thick. Well, but I just don't like good to in hear. general. That's, it was just a one-time thing when I was at Taco Bell, right, getting that right. crunch wrap supreme. And you got to have real Taco Bell. I got real Taco Bell. When you were there, I didn't. Because you didn't tell me that. Because we don't have Taco Bell in the Netherlands. We got Taco Bell here, and it was the most disappointing adventure we ever took. We took a train ride, like a couple hours, to, yeah, to, to the our, Hague. No, no, <laughs> Eindhoven? Eindhoven. Eindhoven. Yeah, well, it's by the Hague, I guess. But yeah, so we went to we went to Eindhoven to get to go to specifically to go to a Taco Bell. But then we were going to a concert as well. We were going to go see Tuxedo Moon. But that was No, in... no, we were to see Tragedy. Tragedy, right. That was, see, the that was to see Tragedy. The All Metal BG's tribute Oh, band. fuck yeah. These guys are the best. Um, these, uh, we, we took a stop at Eindhoven. Like, basically halfway there, we took a stop at Eindhoven to, to be among the first several hundred customers to try the new Taco Bell when it just opened, you know? Uh, and so <laughs> we went there, and to my dismay, I was very disappointed uh, the menu is like, I don't know, 25% of the menu in America. Like, you saw the menu there. They got everything there. Yeah. They got all kinds of crazy crap there. And I was even at a there. shitty mall Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, they all have everything. The only place where you'll get a cut-down menu is sometimes you'll see these drive through restaurants that'll be like Taco Bell KFC or Taco yeah, Bell yeah, Pizza yeah. Hut. Do they have taquitos? <laughs> yeah, they will have a little of both. So you can get like these mini personal pan pizzas, but then also get like a burrito and shit long oh, and like nice. just fucking smear it all over your pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Too. God, I miss that. Or the, uh, what they used to have uh, in Illinois was, uh, well, they probably still have it. It's just what I used to be able to go to was uh, they had Taco Bell slash A&W. Which A and W is like, um, it's a brand of root beer, and uh, they also have like a burger and hot dog restaurant. Basically, it's like that old school diner type stuff, but fast food. So okay. it was a Taco Bell slash A and W, uh, and yeah, you could get you know your lo- your taco salad or something. Taco salad was the thing I used to go for, taco and then Crunchwrap Supremes for sure. But also the cheesy gordita crunches. Oh mm. fuck yeah! I've seen all these promotions come and go, and that was what drove us crazy for so many years. Because I was telling you these like wondrous tales of the yeah. mystical Taco Bell and I know. the Crunchwrap Supreme and all that Especially shit. Especially when we started work- fire sauce, watching <laughs> workaholics together, and and all these 
things came yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, so many, like, uh, think outside the bun references and shit like that. Yeah, and I was, or, or like, uh, Fourth Boston Market something. I was like, what's Boston Market? Boston Steve? Market is pretty gross, though. I know, but <laughs> yeah, every, it was... What's Boston yeah, Market? Yeah, it was so funny. Like, every time I would hear something, I would be like, Steve? <laughs> Pause. What is think outside the bun? <laughs> what's his fourth meal? <laughs> So, what did you say this was? A-N-W? As in... A, uh, ampersand. What? Yeah, you know the and symbol? A, and, oh. that's called an ampersand. Oh, okay. And then W. You just got and W. You didn't put the A. Oh! But you got it already corrected. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's A and W. Cool. I just want to see their menu. Oh, pff, I don't know how you're going to find that. Uh... Yeah, A&W. That's a great... It's just a general burger restaurant that does, like, burgers and fries and curly fries and, you know, that kind of shit. Canada? No. Well, they're probably in Canada, too. Of course they are. Um, I've never been to Canada, but... I, I would love to go, I would love to go to now. Canada, but I've heard that they have some really fucked up free speech laws. Whoa. There is a comedian who... Uh, I forget his name. He was on another podcast I listened to recently. Mm-hmm. He was there talking about this thing that happened. They have this thing called a, uh, uh, like a what was it, like the Humanity Tribunal or something they call it? Mm-hmm. It's a tribunal uh, of people that make these laws. And so when you have to go forward to the tribunal, you actually go forward. Uh, the tribunal, the, the jury is made up of the people who made the laws and they're going to put a trial up to find out whether you're not you're in, innocent or guilty. Of course, you're going to be found guilty if they got you on trial. Yeah. But basically, this comedian, he's known for being a very dirty and controversial comedian, but he's all right. He's a funny guy. He's well-liked. He got standing ovation at this particular uh, event that he said this joke at, but all the media portrayed it as the whole entire audience left in disgust, but he got a standing ovation in that thing. There's yeah. a video of it to prove it and stuff, but it doesn't really matter. And he'll probably win the case in the end, but he's putting about $200,000 into it just to win. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Jeez. So what he said was, there was this, uh, there was a famous boy with cancer. Yeah? And he got the chance to sing with with someone. I don't remember who. He sang with a can- Canadian singer. Maybe Celine Dion or something like that. I don't know who. Famous boy. He was dying and 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 he he uh yeah he had to uh he got to sing with with the with the famous uh singer and stuff like that and that was highly publicized and stuff and he's kind of like the darling boy of the nation and shit like that it was a very nice heartwarming story and everything like that he made some crack about it he made some crack about that kid he used him in a joke and the joke wasn't even really that bad it was just but the fact that he used him in it he could have used any boy with cancer or he could have just said a oh, boy with cancer yeah. but he decided to off the cuff use this kid. And, Too soon. And well, it wasn't really. It was. It was one of those moments where the audience was like, "Ooh," and then the fucking chairs flipped over and laughter and shit like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like, "Ooh, ho, 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 yeah, that was amazing." <laughs> like you know, it was one of those kind of like those flowed reactions where they yeah. got like where it was like the "Ooh, damn," and then suddenly everyone's like pissing themselves, laughing at it, and at the end of the thing, you got a standing ovation. It was like an hour and a half special. He did like a big thing in a big theater. You know, yeah. he's, he's a big comedian. Well, anyway, that got publicized and that was horrible. And then like. His family, like, the the tribunal reached out to his family and got them to comment on it. Like, they actually got on the news radio and stuff like that and, like, 
called found out the grandpa of this kid's phone number called him up he wasn't even aware of this and they fucking played the comedy bit for him and then asked for his reaction live on the radio like they really drummed it up and made it like what a fucking sick fucker we gotta get him and stuff like that and so like the whole thing was like if he gets it wrong like he'll be banned from performing and uh they will fine him and he could even serve prison time for what he said Uh, yeah and it's a tribunal that handles this stuff so it's not even handled by like a jury of peers or just like a, a fair trial or anything the trial is set by the people who made the laws specifically and those are the people who are going to decide whether or not you know what i mean it's like it's it's literally a tribunal yeah <laughs> <fun>. yeah <laughs> and he's the, the the plus side is that he's probably going to win it because um the, the, his lawyer told him he's like you might as well just say you're guilty and pay the the it was like 20,000 euro fine that he had to pay for it yeah or 20,000 dollar Canadian dollar fine for it and he's like if I do that, then he's like, I can't be the guy who sets that precedent for comedians in the future. Yeah. They can't say shit now and stuff like that. I have, I was like, I was like, I don't want to fight it. He's like, because it's gonna cost you millions, you what? know, to do this, to fight it and stuff. And I think he's put in a, some millions actually into this, and it's still not over. He's gonna be going on for for a few more years as oh, well. Man. And in the end of it, he's going to win, but he's going to have lost a lot of money fighting it. But and a lot he did of energy. it. He did it so he wasn't the guy to set a precedent for future comedians who can't, who are going to be afraid to say something. Yeah. Because uh, they're going to get brought to this tribunal and then just have all of their money taken away from them and shit like that, you know. So, so he he's doing a very very noble thing. He's like he's like I can fight it and I can win it. I'm probably going to lose all my money in the process. He has a lot of money. He's not like Jay Z rich. But he has a lot of money, yeah. so he's going to do it, and it sucks, and he's losing a lot of money. It's still just, it's, it's not like it doesn't hurt, he said, but it's, you know, he'll be fine. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's going through with it for so many years and stuff with a very reluctant lawyer as well. He's like, oh, come on, please. <laughs> like, yeah, like, can we not do this for a decade? Fuck, this is going to be yeah. my life. But he has to do it, and, and it's a very noble cause, I think, too. So in Canada, that's something I learned, is that Canada has some really fucked up free speech laws. That's one thing that America has that a lot of countries don't have. Like, and it's, and it's not even a joke. Like, see, like, if you look at it like that, like, this guy just, like, did a bit on stage. It was well-received. A group of people decided this wasn't funny, drummed up enough media attention to have it brought forward to their tribunal. Yeah, and they make a ton of money out of it, too. Yeah. He just got targeted by it, you know? Just completely targeted. It's such a sad thing. It's a really sad thing. And all for just a joke, you know? And that's Canada. And so... Yeah, apparently there's a lot of people fighting for changes in the in the way this not school fighting for changing the way these things go and and really trying to like change that now and so maybe maybe in the future you will see better free speech uh, laws in in Canada and stuff but as it stands, ooh, like got to be careful what you say in Canada and I guess that I guess that also like kind of helps with to make sense of like why a lot of like Canadian comedians often do quite clean comedy. Yeah. I mean, not all of them. I can't, you know, it's, what's sad is I can't even really name any offhand right now to either, like, Canadian comedians. I can't really think of it. I know they're out there. Well, the thing is, many times <laughs> I when I watch them. a comedian, I don't really know where they're from in general unless it's very obvious. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, when they have, like, a friend. They usually, they're, they usually mention know. it, where they come from, a lot of times. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean... In the end, uh, Canadians, it's, it doesn't really spark an opinion in me. If somebody says, yeah, I'm Canadian, I'm like, okay, that's cool. You have cool nature, I guess. Yeah. And at this point, no, Canada's big, pretty fucking have, cool. We have nice weed. Yeah, you can, you, can, you can buy weed and stuff like that. But it's also, for me, that 
that point is kind of like whoop-de-doo. Congratulations on something you guys should have never made illegal in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Who gives a shit? But the thing is, when somebody says, yeah, I'm from, from the States, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like when an I, exception to some... a lot of Dutch people's rule on Americans, that's for sure. But yeah, but I've, I've had you, to, I've had to turn a lot of people around, though. Really? Even me? No, but as in, even you do so, stuff sometimes that is so American, like and I'm like, ugh, Steve, come like on. What? I mean, I cannot really think of something on the spot right now, but okay, so I'll, I'll address this later. Yeah, retract something. it until you actually got something. Yeah. Motherfucker, <laughs> I come from the greatest nation in the world. You can't name one thing distinctly American about me, <laughs> except for that. Okay, the thing is, when I when I shit on I something, when I shit on something American, many times you just start trying to change my mind, as in yeah. like completely giving me all the reasons why not to hate something, and then I'm like, dude, well, relax. you know, a lot of, a lot of times, it's just like, like how when you, when you get mad when comedians get things wrong about Amsterdam, it's often about how things are perceived, and you just, and you just get angry, because you want to make people understand, like, I know that, what it seems like, but really it's because of this, and it's kind of like this, and this, you know, and I always want to explain it away, and it's, I think it's exactly how you feel, because that's, that's how I feel about it, and like, I actually hate it when 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 you got these european comedians talking about america or americans and they just make these really cheap lame shots yeah but that's but they also do really dumb shots they all do it do you got anything about us other than being fat and stupid and we have a horrible president since when haven't we had a horrible president okay obama was perceived as okay uh, even though he dropped like thirty thousand bombs on fucking Libya and shit, yeah, but, the, exactly. that's, but the, you know that that aside, he was a good president. He made people happy, so that's all that really matters. He was anyway. maybe a pedophile, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if he was proven or, or if there's any like even that's conspiracy not... type evidence against that. But there was a lot of the one thing you might find a little saucy is that during his original election, I remember this, and this isn't even conspiracy theory stuff. I guess it got dismissed as one, but I saw it on TV in the news. There was a guy stepping forward about Obama during his first election campaign, like in the early primaries when he was running to be president. Okay. Before it got narrowed down to three people or two people, you know, it was way before that. There was a guy from Chicago, a very gay guy, saying, I sucked Obama's dick. He fucked me. He paid me to fuck him. And blah, 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 blah. When? Like, around the time, like around, I don't know. He's like, he was at this club, he, he pulled me into his limo, and, da, 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 and he, I sucked him off, we did cocaine together, all this other shit, da, da, da. he should not be president, he beat the shit out of me, all this other stuff. And oh. He said all this crazy shit, and he's like, I can prove it, and they're like, he's like, I know he has distinct birthmarks on his genitals, and da, 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 and all of a sudden he was like Michael Jacksoning this dude. Oh. So the big, the only rumor that I heard about, about Obama, aside from that Pizzagate shit, but that stuff got so Pizza watered Gate? down and convoluted that... I don't even really want to talk about it. It was basically these these coded emails got leaked through oh, Wiki, yeah, yeah. WikiLeaks or something. Oh, yeah, the pizza party and the hot dog party. Yeah, exactly those things. And and I do remember someone saying about there was an, uh, Obama was talking about releasing, doing like a $100,000 hot dog party at this or that estate or something like that. Come one, come all. Like he put out an email like that as well. But uh, yeah, there's, there's probably something weird to that, but... Yeah, that really... That shit, that shit got so... They, what they did was they piled so much fake shit onto it, like, they actually misdirected it and said, like, it was happening at a pizza parlor, like, there was specifically a pizza parlor that was hiding kids and stuff, and that was not what the emails were saying, they were using coded messages referring to pizza parlors... And to, they ruined this guy's business. They were using no look. They were using coded messages referring referring to pizza parties. Yeah. Not mentioning this guy's business. This guy's business had nothing to do with it at first. 
but they were using coded messages to, I guess, make a menu for what kind of pedophile things you would like to order. Or, yeah. or where, you know, there's going to be a, a, an eyes wide shut type party over here, and there's going to be a bunch of, uh, you know, nut, peanut, walnut sauce with uh, pasta or, you know, shit yeah. like this. And that was that meant, like, little boys or something like this, you know, black children, weird shit like this. You know, like, I'm not saying that this is true. Like, there's the reason why it's so hard to say is because as soon as it became into the media, then they started to say, like, oh, what they're referring to is it got blasted with news saying that it's it's referring to a specific pizza parlor. And it was this small chain. It, was, it wasn't like a pizza hut, but it was like a small chain that maybe had, like, five locations or something like this as far as I know. Yeah. But that actually got really out of hand because there was a point where, like, a crazy person, like, just bust into that place and was, like, release the motherfucking children. And he was, like, like... He, like, had a bomb or guns or oh, shot fuck. some people up or something. Like, really fucked that business over. It really, really went crazy. And and that was not the point of the emails at all. But all this fake news came through, through internet news and all this other stuff, to, to, to twist the story into a different thing. Uh, so, that like, that did happen. Whether whether the Pizzagate thing in the original context was true or not, it did get automatically twisted into this whole other thing. It was like a... You know that that you know that game. I don't remember what it's called, but like where you where you have a line of children, and the first person gives a phrase, and they whisper it in their ear, and the next person whispers that same phrase into the into into the next person's ear, and it goes all the way down the line, and the person at the end of the line says the phrase out loud, and it's always something completely different. You know. Yeah. Of it, it was one of these games. It was it was like this basically, like the word changed and changed and changed and changed. Like, hey, look at this hand. Well, yeah. I'll do something else with this. Well, hand. No, no, it was just that game like the preschoolers play. Like if you like. Lean in, if you say, like, you whisper in someone's ear, telephones are fun. And yeah, then, yeah, and then yeah, the next yeah. person, the next person, the next person, oh, the next person, yeah, the next yeah, person, yeah. whisper, 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 whisper. The first, the final person who says it out loud is not going to say telephones are fun. They're going to have, like, this whole different message. It's going to yeah. say something completely different because they misheard it or someone intentionally for fun added something to it, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And, and it just grows from there. the Bible and those kind of religious things sound to me like something like that that's oh yeah that's what definitely like what i think of, definitely like, with some up to interpretation shit because like the king james bible was literally rewritten from the original thing yeah yeah like there's the the bible and then the bible that we know today is the king james bible and that was when the old testament uh became just like the preamble to the book and then there was the whole new testament like, they added a whole New Testament of all this stuff is like, the director's cut of the Old Testament. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's that's basically the King James version of the Bible. Like it the takes, easy it manual. Takes, not only does it take the Old Testament and reinterpret it, it also adds a whole New Testament to it. Yeah, exactly. And that was his thing, and that was his decree, and that also became a law. So there was a lot of stuff in the New Testament that just formed, formed a lot of rules and ways that they were supposed to live and stuff like that, and examples of what happens to people who didn't do it right. You know? That's basically what it was. But anyway, uh, fuck, what else is on my list? Uh, what we're smoking, what are you smoking? Well, it's not that big a deal, I mean, it's, uh, AMG from my local coffee shop, Hugo. Oh, Hugo. from Hugo again, okay. Again, nice. I just go there all the time, it's nice. Hmm. You know, what sucks is that a lot of times you're getting weed before you get home from work, so you're not going to the Buryomans. Exactly. Yeah. I know what you mean. But I also just, like, I haven't needed weed for a long time. I also harvested my second plant this weekend. Nice. Uh, it's all hanging and drying right now. It's got, like, maybe a day or two more to dry. And then it'll all go into jars to cure. Got a few more jars already. And that's an, more of the brainstorm indica. The sativa plants of mine are, pff, I know I said this last week, but I think they got about another week left. 
They might even be ready to harvest now, honestly. I don't know, but I'm just going to give them another week uh, because they're the only two plants left, so now they're both in the front of the window with nothing blocking them. Mm. I want to see if I get any extra growth out of them, you know, yeah. see what happens. I'm just keeping an eye on the trichomes to see what happens. And, uh, yeah. The thing is, uh, these sativa plants, they say that oftentimes the, the, the trichomes will almost never turn amber. Like, so you'll just be waiting and waiting, and the, the THC is degrading. It's just not turning amber. Oh, really? Yeah, you just kind of got to, you know, follow the seed guide and says it's done this or that thing. But it said it's supposed to be done around, like, the end of November or the first week of December. So hmm. give another week, and then I chop them. It'll be fine. All right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They're very fat nugs on, that tr- on, that, on those trees. Nice. They're very fat. They're really big nugs. Fed with pH? And they stink. They, you know, they smell like Fruity Pebbles cereal. I don't know. You guys don't have that here. No. It's like the mixed fruit flavored version of uh, the cocoa crispy things that you guys have. I mean, I guess I can imagine something, but I would not like that. Yeah, you, you I think you might like it because it's, it's, it's not even really that fruity. It's just like, it's just a sugary cereal. I, I don't like sugary cereal, no? to be honest. I like just oh. those... Those all brand flakes, those all brand corn flakes. Hey, I'm able, I'm now like free and able to just travel the world at this point. That's so cool. So, uh, I can, uh, we can do a trip to America sometime. Yes, let's do that. Take you around. And do a podcast. A podcast or do like a whole tour If you are podcast. in America and you would like us to podcast yeah. with you. If you would, if you would like to make your house the location of your, our podcast, <laughs> please send us an email. Provide oh. snacks, please. I got a little bit. To, I got a little bit of announcements. Uh, I started a business. I've incorporated myself as a freelancer in the Netherlands, so I'm officially a business owner in Amsterdam. That's kind of cool. Uh, I haven't really decided focusing on what I'm going to do or anything like that yet, but uh, I will be able to. Uh, I'm going to make a website for the podcast. Nice. I'm going to make a location for our podcast to always be uploaded and stuff like that. And I might uh, start aggregating it directly from the website in an RSS feed and just get off of Anchor. Yeah. Just stop using it. I don't really need it. We don't need you. We don't really need it. And what's really cool is that now, uh, since the the work that I'm doing is in the technology sector, I'm doing some programming work, uh, I can also write off basically any kind of equipment I want in my taxes. Oh. Yeah, so we can get GoPro. We, we can get podcasting equipment and stuff like that, you know. Uh, we can get a GoPro. You know, I saw a GoPro at the Action 720p for 11.99. They have them right now what? at the Action. 11? Go buy one. I will. Go I buy will. three. Go buy three of them. Yes. Buy th- buy three of them, and then we can do tri camming if we hook those up to uh, if we hook them up to a laptop. We can yes. use a software to do tri camming, and it basically depending on who's talking into which microphone is active, uh, it's going to uh, switch the camera view automatically to camera one, two, or three. Nice. Yeah. So that's actually a really nice thing. We can start doing video podcasts. Yeah, I would love to do that. That'd would be you? Because so cool. I remember I said it before and you were reluctant to the idea, but no, now I you're up for it. No, I or... want to do video podcasts when we are roaming, you know, when we are on Oh, sure, when we're roaming as well. Yeah. I, oh, want sure. to, I want people that listen to our podcast to see what i'm seeing i don't want them to look at me but i wouldn't i wouldn't mind also doing a podcast like we have it in the room how we have it now but we set up a nice little backdrop you know just to throw a backdrop up and have the smoke what we're doing you know like just, just the room the, the stuff like this and yeah. we can actually we, just, we wouldn't have the camera like on us looking at the camera we're looking at each other making eye contact and having a conversation and stuff like that and uh, that sort of thing and i, I like that idea 
I do like that. I think I think people are able to engage with it more that way, and then we can do it live as well. That's also yeah. pretty dope. We can do I it would live. love to. Do, that's what I would love to do. I wanna I wanna be roasted. I wanna be. Yeah, absolutely. I would love I would love to hear from people much more. That's absolutely. I true. just wanna be less lonely. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely wanna hear from the people who are listening to this. If you are there. No, because we definitely have people listening. I go through the stats of our podcast. We have regular listeners at least 15 regular listeners on spotify Ooh, and, and then there. and then plus also people who have listened to one or two and stuff like that but we have regular listeners on spotify according to the statistics that's cool um also on google podcasts we have at least three subscribers so they're listening to it all the time i don't subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts i just check to see if it's there all the time. I never downloaded them myself because I don't want to mess with the results because we get so few views right now that I don't want to be like, oh, we have 101. Oh, that one was me. No, I just leave it alone and see how it does. And, and We have 100? No, I was using that as a number. I think we have all together like 60, 70 plays of all of our podcasts all together. Cool. Yeah. We have arrived. Yeah. We. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it. So we're, we're, if any of you guys uh, want to sponsor us so we can buy well, more shit. Not even sponsors. I mean... Anybody can just send us your thoughts we, and I prayers. Might, I might open a Patreon. What is Patreon that? account. Patreon is uh, kind of like this crowdfunding thing. But oh. Patreon works a little bit differently than Kickstarter or something, where it basically works as like uh, you have fans of the podcast, and if they want to hear more exclusive content and things like that, um, or any kind of offering you could possibly imagine, they can donate in tiers, but even like donate like 50 cents if they want to. Tiers? But, yeah, like, like, a, like levels in different levels. Oh, like, tiers. Like, like, yeah, like tiers, like a, like a five, five euro tier, that sort of thing. Like, uh, and like those people can, they can get specific things, you know, uh, like even like what what do you what subjects do you want us to talk about and stuff like that anything specific or like we will answer questions directly from from you and stuff like that you know yeah, you, you can give these kind of questions. offerings and stuff in exchange for uh small 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 donations like like of a euro like really small you know that sort of thing and, it, and it's just like you just let it grow very slowly and then you can use that money to buy microphones and you know that sort of shit i mean because we can buy microphones but i don't want to i would like to let the podcast fund itself if it needs to what we have right now is definitely listenable. I run the files always through uh, an audio workstation and kind of play with them a little bit, get the levels right, normalize things a bit, so our voices pop through equally. Yeah. Uh, and remove background noise and stuff like that, because we get some background noise sometimes. We do. Yeah, dep- like outside, uh, we had a lot of background noise. Yeah, of course. And uh, the podcast that we did beforehand, I had the fan running the whole time. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't realize it. It was when we did it in, in my apartment. We yeah. had the fan running on the weed plants, and we could hear that. You don't even notice it when you're in the room, but when you listen to the podcast, you're like, what is this hissing sound? So I did some like specific... Uh, I, I removed that spectrum of audio from the file. Oh, you can? Yeah, you can. You can. I reduced it drastically. That's cool. You can't... I guess you could specifically remove it, but it takes a lot longer. But I just did like kind of this blanket removal thing where you just isolate a little piece where we're not talking of like a second, like a little pause or something. And all you hear is that sound, just that white noise. If you isolate that and calculate it with just one button click and then you just have it remove anything that sounds like that from the whole file, it just kind of reduces that frequency that's going through. Yeah. Just a little bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's nerdy shit. Nerd stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what else? Um, yeah, in the previous episode, I was uh, 
I was a little bit late in uploading it, but I had a very busy week with uh, a lot of appointments I had and stuff. But um, it also is something we tried something different that time. Is we tried uh, kind of doing things on separate occasions, like we recorded this outside in Amsterdam bit, and then we came back home the next day and we talked about it for like forty five minutes, and that was the intro for the day before. So if you listen to the podcast, you hear like talking in the future about what we just did a little bit and then we go back and listen to the uh to us walking through Amsterdam which is just like it's not it's not our best work to be completely honest well maybe that's because you're tired and I was really I got really tired but you know it was just it was too late I already had too many joints in me and then we set off and at first it was fine but I got too cold and it was cramping my shoulders and shit it was fucking weird yeah I saw that yeah I didn't you I were didn't. like a plank <laughs> yeah it was it was bad planking all the way yeah, it was it was bad I needed a hat I didn't have enough caffeine it was stupid because when we got to the end of the podcast when we got the Starbucks yeah this also this evening cut off abruptly the last podcast and I'd like to apologize for that it ended with like okay we found a Starbucks we'll be right back Outro music, the end. <laughs> that was it. We didn't even do yeah, an after Yeah, we didn't do segment. any more afterwards. No, we never did that after no, segment. No, because because you said yeah, we're gonna do something after the coffee, and then at the coffee we're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We were. And then we actually done. had to kind of sort of rush to the tram, like we yeah, couldn't. Yeah, it was just over. Yeah. Hang out anymore. Yeah, that sucked. It was but over. yeah, it was a very crowded tram too. So we were standing the whole time. We yeah, couldn't, we, we couldn't really podcast there. No, either. exactly. It would have been weird. If, yeah, I hate that tram. It's so busy all the time. But what was cool is it was the free tram. Hey guys, if you're in Amsterdam and you ever find this old school looking tram that doesn't look like the big fat normal trams that are everywhere else, these old school looking ones that actually has a old school bell that dings, get in on the back. You can always get in for free. Don't bother buying a card for that. Just get on. They never check that shit. So if you ever need to get on like tram 19 or something like that, just get on. Just a little tip. Just a little tip. A little tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just... <laughs> Our segment is just the tip. I make that joke all the time in my bar. As in, I make a lot of jokes at the bar and it always backfires. I make a lot of your mother jokes. They backfire. Like, people say, like, oh, can I put it in already? When when I give them the pin machine, the, the, the card machine. And they're like, yeah. your mom said last <laughs> night. your mom said last night. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom's dead. Yeah, that's always. Uh... Oh, that's why she didn't move around last night. So that's why she didn't put up much of a struggle. It must have been the voices in my head telling me to do it. Sir, this way. Here, we have a very nice, uh, Dwang I don't know what the word is. Fuck this. Fuck it. Fuck life. Fuck death. And everything in between. Yeah. What do you say to somebody who says that? Says what? Because you're already saying something really rude. And then, like, my mom's dead. And it's like... What, now I've crossed the line? I already said I fucked your mom. Now she's dead. So it's like, what, I fucked your dead mom? Like, it's already, I was already being pretty bad. So I'm not going to back up and apologize. I think I would say, like, well, then I fucked some other female that you really care about in your life. That is not dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I fucked your aunt. <laughs> your godmother. <laughs> fucked your babysitter. <laughs> your favorite sports team sucks. I fucked them all. I fucked them. I but fucked all <laughs> the sports teams in the world. I fucked you last night. Don't you remember, baby? Don't act like this. 
<laughs> just pretending. Yeah, well, you said you were going to come out. You said today was the day, and now you're acting like you don't even know me. That's gold, <laughs> bitch. That's gold. Oh, shit. You had a list of words that you didn't know how to say right or something? <laughs> yeah, well, when you, when you grow up as a non-English-speaking person and you watch a lot of English or American stuff or read a lot of English-American stuff, I just had a lot of words that I thought were pronounced differently, like, or in games when you get the clickety-clackety. You just recently said another word of those, tears. Oh, yeah. I thought it was... You thought you meant, like, liberal tears. Yeah, when you, when you just said it, like, tears. Like, yeah, teardrops. Teardrops, yeah, but when I saw in sometimes in, like, RPGs, you have tears, mm -hmm. and... When I saw that, I, I thought it was pronounced tires. Mm, nope, tears. Because it's it, just like the Dutch pronunciation. Yeah, okay. Well, we know Yosemite, I mean... Yeah, Yosemite. It wouldn't be Yosemite anyway, it'd be uh, it'd be like uh, Yosemite. Are you fucking telling me how to, how to interpret the words right now? Am I, am I right not now? correct? I mean, I guess, <laughs> but I just said Yosemite. Yosemite some. <laughs> okay, also the word no... Like, for a long time, I thought it was just kno. I didn't know you... Kno. Kno. Kashe. Kashe. Well, that's the thing. Kash? People say that, oh, using that type of, of language doesn't really hold much cachet with us. You hear that sometimes, but you also say, like, my memory cache on my computer is too low. Yeah, that's what I mean. I have to clear I my cache. I saw it on computer. So, you, it's pronounced both ways, but I think... I don't, I don't know if, if, if cachet is actually ever correct. I'm not even actually sure of that. But, yeah. Ari. That's awry. I know. When all goes awry. That is... It's like... I thought it was Ari. It's like like inferring chaos or something like that. All bait. All bait. Oh, albeit. Yeah. All bait. She was a very beautiful, albeit one-legged stripper. <laughs> and we have Segway, because this was mm. a, this is a slightly different one. Yeah, Segway. I didn't know how it was written, because I always heard comedians say, like, oh, no, let's do a Segway into Herky Durker. I always thought they were referring to those those wheeled... <laughs> like the, 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 the gyroscope, like the, the really shitty, stupid... Tourist, uh, yeah, the scooters that segway are on two scooters. wheels, the Segway. <laughs> and you just lean forward to roll. Let me I just thought... hop on my Segway and roll over to this next topic. Yeah, exactly. That, I, thought, I thought comedians were referring to that, actually. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. So, uh, and there are way, way more, but I can't think of any right now. Would you like a pink joint? I would love a pink joint. There you go. Of these pink papers. Yeah, from Mascot Papers. Just, I got them this this summer at the cannabis festival. This guy was just walking around handing them out, and I, at one point I was like, "Hey man, can I buy a whole entire box of those things, like a whole display case of them?" He's like, "I actually am not allowed to sell them, but I will keep walking around this festival, and every time I see you, I'll give you a handful of them." I was like, "All right." And he kept to his word. He actually no no less than five times did he actually find me randomly at the festival. Next thing I know, like someone taps me on the shoulder. I look to my right, he's not there. I look to my left, he's just got like a whole handful of papers in front, <laughs> like a stack of them. I'm like, oh shit, thank you. And he kept doing this the whole day. So I got like 
I probably got almost a display case worth of, of pink papers. I've smoked a lot of them since. Yeah, like, there are pink roaches all over town. They are. There are. You and can like you can roof. tell. Well, yeah, you can tell which joints are mine for sure. One hundred percent around this to- around this area. Yeah, because you don't see these <laughs> pink papers a lot. No, they don't sell them anywhere. Uh, maybe if you go to a if you go to like a real smart shop that has a lot of exactly, papers and stuff, but... you'll find them. I want to start getting these flavored papers. I don't like those. Those ones that have like pictures of cherries on them and they're cherry flavored. Yeah. I just want to try them out. I want to see if I can find like a nice cream really? soda one or a mango one or something. You also have these transparent papers. Yeah, I used to roll those. Those are fucking I nasty like looking. They look I like, like plastic. They taste great. They look like plastic. It's plant cellulose. It's a genius way of doing it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's done with like, like it's actually leaf matter that they've completely drained of all of its leaf stuff and what's left is only the cellulose that holds the plant together yeah. and they form that into like a plastic like substance but it already is a plastic cellulose is a plastic like yeah. substance already so it's completely natural plant matter and it tastes like nothing it almost adds a slight sweetness to it but that's it and, and there's no processing done to it it's it's completely clear because it's just been washed with saline until it runs clear i've seen this I've seen they've done some amazing things with plant cellulose actually. Yeah. Um I saw this this documentary once uh where they were it was like a, a section of a documentary of what they were doing with with plant cellulose. They actually were taking plant cellulose and turning it into veins to be Ooh. put into the human body. Whoa, for that's people just... who needed to have vein structures regrown what? into their bodies. Th- that's like, fucking great. So what they did was they had <laughs> it was amazing. They had like this little setup in their little science lab and they had these leaves just a regular old leaf, like say a maple leaf or a leaf with a lot of veins in it. And what they would do is they would run, they actually very carefully cut the stem of the leaf and they run uh, like a rubber tube around it with a clamp and feed saline solution through the veins of the leaves. Yeah. And you actually see, they showed it on several stages, the leaves getting clearer and clearer and the green gets washed out slowly and the, the leaves, they they sweat out the the saline as well. I see. Like if you like also with my weed plants, if you ever overwatered them on a nice hot day or something, you'll start to see like water glistening on their leaves. They're like in the nose. Yeah, they're actually sweating out some of the extra water that they don't need and stuff. And it's a sign that you've maybe overwatered them a little bit. But anyway, uh, they start doing this and it starts washing out everything else in it and then eventually it just becomes completely clear. And then what they do is they just that exact leaf, like the 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 webbing of the leaf is almost completely gone, and all you're left with is these these veins, but they're a little bit firm as well, so they hold in place. So you got like this almost snowflake like structure that looks like uh, veins, and they showed them like laying it gently on a pig heart, and then connecting the vein. And then it starts to work to pump blood. Whoa. And it actually got it to work. And it actually fucking works for, like, a period of time. And what they're able to do is, like, it works as a temporary vein system. And then your body actually grows real veins around it. That's fucking Because it only fuck. lasts for so long. So it dissolves eventually in your body. That is but it's sterile great. saline solution rinsed uh, cellulose, basically. So it just dissolves eventually in your body. It eats it up. But it replaces it. It grows actual veins around it. It's just fucking amazing. What the fuck? So hell yeah, I'll roll one of my joints with that shit. It's probably with like, repair, vein, it's like re- repairing my lungs as I smoke. Of course <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's how it's worked. I'm just going to go outside right now and eat a bunch of leaves. It's autumn. They're all over the place. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of leaves around. around Crumble around. it up into a dust and just huff the dust. Cough my ass off. But I'll just coat my, leaf, my lungs with like the leaf dust. And the cellulose will repair my lungs. Sounds great. Sounds like a great idea. Let's go.
Today's podcast is brought to you by Leaves. Put them up your ass. But I also have uh, baked something new. I made, uh, it was actually just before we went out to the comedy show, I made a thing called a boudin cake. I guess the only thing you could compare it to is like an angel food cake, except much thicker. Pound just, cake. Yeah, like pound, yeah, pound cake is a really good way to call it. Yeah, pound cake, basically. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a pound cake or something, but like kind of a Dutch version of it a little bit. Uh, when I first baked it, it was fresh out of the oven and stuff and just cooled. It was extremely bitter. Like, it tastes fine okay, like, at first. And then afterwards, you get this weird bitter aftertaste from, like, I don't know, chlorophyll or something that was still in the butter. It was actually the last batch of the butter, so it was, like, the strongest bit of it, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, well, after I refrigerated it, I let it cool, like, really refrigerate and harden, and it was sealed... It now tastes okay. I can eat it without any frosting on it or anything. So why did you bring it? Oh, I can go get it real quick. Nah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll bring it's you some late, later yeah. or whatever. Okay. It's too but late. But it's pretty too. good, but it's also even better with this frosting I made for it. It was like made with like sour cream and uh, lemon juice and powdered sugar and some vanilla, stuff like that. Cool. A nice tart kind of sour thing to just overpower the, what, what the flavor of the cake. What did you just call me? Tart, <laughs> kind of uh, frosting tart. to to just cover the taste of the cake overall, and it's delicious. Nice. My girlfriend ate like just a bite of it, and she got really stoned. So it's it's even stronger than the brownie, I guess. Nice. We all know how that uh, ended up. The other day I ate like three pieces of it. I was so fucking high I could not move. Like oh I want to pass out but the projector is on and I got to stand up to turn that off and. Uh, and then I gotta go into bed. Like, oh, yeah, when you get so high that even the smallest things are so much effort. Yeah, I was so I was like almost dizzy high, like, but it was from the edibles. I only smoked one joint that day. I didn't expect it. I was just like, oh, I cut these pieces already a few days ago, and they're gonna dry up. I just need to eat them real quick. Fuck it. Yeah. I didn't really think about the consequences. I just tried out the frosting. The frosting was delicious, so I just like pounded a whole bunch of it, and then I reaped the, I reaped the whirlwind afterwards. I got so fucking stoned. Did not expect it. But I've been making some monster cake. Oh, so also, with the second plant that I trimmed, I've got like over a kilo, like a pound of trimmings with popcorn buds in there and everything. Like I got a lot of weed trimmings. Nice. So there's a lot more butter coming. Yeah, thanks. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a a much larger batch next time. I also have this little cupcake machine that I never tried out yet where you can make cake pops in. So we can make like little, pops. Oh, we can yeah. make little chocolate cake pops, and pop them in our mouths and get fucked up. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because I don't have idea. an oven yet, nor am I. Oh, you don't have an oven? No. You you can use my oven if you ever need to. I don't care. I mean, I guess, but. Don't mind. We have a portable oven, but it's like big. It's like the biggest possible toaster oven you can get on the market. It's just this massive thing you could put like huge pizzas in and stuff. And it works really well. Nice. Oi! What the fuck else? Yesterday I DJed at, uh, at the venue I worked at. Yeah? How'd you DJ? Back to back with uh, with my colleague, Henke. Yeah? What'd you do? Uh, it was uh, like a rock night. So we did a mix of some new stuff, some old school, real, like, cool classics. I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it, He likes it, by he the likes way. It. Rocking all over the world. Here, all here over. Here he goes. There he goes. 
<laughs> that is the worst rock and roll song I've ever heard in my life. That one is like, it's like antagonizing. It sound, I hear it, it sounds like it's mocking me. Your ex-roommate loved that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris? I mean, I guess if you want to say his name. Oh, I don't give a fuck. First name's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I know. No, he was he was the guy who really liked that cheesy rock. His brother, too, but his brother also liked other stuff that was kind of cool. And his brother knew it was shit. Like yeah, he, he also knew it was shit. Like, he just liked the cheese, like though. Chris he was, genuinely he liked the cheese thought of it. it's good music. He liked the cheese of it. But but also he also looked he also his looked, brother wasn't as into the stuff that he was into so like he kind of like it, but like like he was way more into Man of War than his brother was you know what <laughs> I mean his brother was just kind of like oh, Jesus <laughs> like, but yeah I'll with, listen to it but whatever yeah but still we'll sing along and leather together <laughs> <laughs> that's from that's Saxon by the way I think oh is it is yeah. that Saxon yes oh shit. You're asking me? <laughs> it I is. Thought, yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> Fucking metalhead. If it's wrong, I'm looking it up now. Oh, if it's it wrong, could, it could be Saxon though. It could be because that record was also in the in in the pile at the time. Saxon. Yeah, it's Saxon. It's for, it's, I am a true metalhead, guys. Let that's it be album. known. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> because those, I know this shitty glam rock song. Fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, we can, I cannot. I cannot put this on. That's the exact same drum beats they use in like Coldplay now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> along the sea, along the sea. This is how Coldplay sing, sounds to me. I can't stand. We those listen bands. to classic rock radio on at work, but it. I also can't stand hating on it either. I can't stand hating on it either. It's just like, can I just not hear this anymore? Yeah, it's just very bad music. It's like, because in order for people to make fun of it, I often also need to hear their example of it too. And it's like, I'm just, I don't even want to think about Coldplay songs. If you start mentioning, because the other problem is like, it's catchy, it's earwormy. It's catchy, not necessarily in a positive way. It's just like, oh, it's a song that like gets stuck in your head really fucking easily, yeah. even if you just mention it. Yeah, I can't stand that shit. Me neither, but I have to listen to it many times in the day. Fucking Coldplay and Nickelback on a classic rock. Like they say, classic rock yeah. should mm. not be rock after 2000. Classic, yeah. Classic rock should not be something from the past, like, 12 years. Exactly. It should be from the 70s. Yeah. 60s and 70s, man. That's when and rock not, was not called. not Bohemian like, Rhapsody all the fucking time. Like, Queen has yeah. a lot of super cool no. songs. When Arrow plays Queen, they play, I want to break free. They play, like, the it's one synth pop song. pretty accurately hear that play. at work, though. But, the, yeah, but they always play that. They never play, like, the rock songs from Queen. Because no. they got a lot of rock opera songs exactly. and shit. Exactly, exactly. But they exactly. always play the one synth pop song they have. Actually, I think that album was, was a lot of synth poppy kind of stuff. But that was, like, the one synth pop track off of it. Oh, besides uh, Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga. Yeah, that's the other one you hear all the time here. You know, I never heard that song in my life until I moved to Europe, but apparently it's a hit that you hear all the time, <laughs> your, whole, your whole life. Because you guys are way more into this... No, but the radio, thing is... Radio, radio, no, 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 no. And we're all like... <laughs> I see a little silhouette of a man. That's like that's the that's, that's how America remembers Queen. But over here they're like, oh, I love Queen. It's such an amazing, amazing song. I want to break free. <laughs> like that? Like really? Like that was the, that was like that was AIDS Freddie Mercury. I mean, that was, I mean, dude, <laughs> that was shitty Freddie Mercury. Bohemian Rhapsody is and will always be the 
number one on the top 2000, which is this huge pop bicycle. music. Bob mu- uh, uh, top the pop I Want music. to Ride My Bicycle song. Is yeah, we like too. that song too. What about it? Bicycles yeah. are fucking awesome. And, um... Don't, you know, don't disrespect there's another bicycles, problem. You bitch. guys, there's this thing, um... In the States, whenever you hear... Whenever they play We Will Rock You, it's always We Will Rock You and then We Are The Champions. Yeah. Both. In a row. Because that's how they appear on the album. And We Will Rock You is a relatively short song. Yeah. It's like a minute and a half or something. Just stomp, stomp, clap, you know? Yeah. Um, but that song actually leads directly into We Are The Champions, you know? It's like, before the competition, we will rock you, and then we won, boom, we are the champions. You know, that's that's how that song is supposed to flow. Here, you hear one or the other. Sometimes you just hear a minute and a half of we will rock you, and then they go into some, like, Katy Perry song <laughs> This happens all the fucking time. It's so, the radio here is fucked. And then every once in a while, very rarely, you'll hear we are the champions. But they also almost always cut Especially the solos short Ajax and shit. Wins. And when they, play, when, they play, uh, when they play Pink Floyd, they cut the solos hard. Because almost every famous Pink Floyd so- song has like two minutes of solo at the end of it. And it's just some sweet solo that you just know. You can hum every note of the guitar solo. Yeah. You know? Like at the end of uh, Brick in the Wall. Another Brick in the Wall. With the children singing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know? That one. It has a very... <laughs> Exactly. But they cut that on the Dutch radio. In the States... They cut a lot of shit. If you're, if you're from the Chicagoland area, 97.1 The Drive, they let that shit ride. They let that song play. Sometimes it'll be like, oh shit, motherfuckers, it's 4 o'clock, time to hear 45 minutes of Pink Floyd uninterrupted. Here we go. <laughs> it's just like, you just hear the... Just the opening to Dark Side of the Moon, and he's like, "Oh shit, I, I, I'm already where I need to be, but I'm just gonna keep driving around the block for a while." <laughs> oh, don't you just hate it when you're listening to music on the road, and then when you arrive, and then you get a very good song or a very yeah. good bit. Of, I listen to a lot of comedy on the bicycle. Sure. Super nice. And then when you get somewhere, you're in the middle of the this bit, and like, ah, oh, I, I don't want to be here just yet. I almost always listen to podcasts while I'm biking. Oh yeah, that too. Me too. It's also very nice. I usually my bike trip is usually like forty five minutes every day, so like, I can I can knock a whole podcast out depending on who I'm listening to. Like Chris D'Elia, he has like a forty five minute to an hour podcast, mm-hmm. and it's definitely if it's an hour long, you can skip the first fifteen minutes of commercials, or or don't because you want to support him and his <laughs> advertisers. I get. What does listening to it make any difference? Oh, I listen to it sometimes. I mean, if I you're not gonna to it, buy any of it. What does I listen it to it if I've mean? never listened to it? Because sometimes, like for example, uh, Joey Diaz has a pre-recorded thing, and it's the same thing like every time. It's the same exact recording. He might change it once a month or something like that as his sponsors change. So that's not worth listening to. Ari Shafir, when he has sponsors, it's part of his talk. So he'll actually just start going off on tirades and stuff like that in the middle of him reading an advertisement. Yeah. So it's actually worth listening to. It's like, I know I'm not going to pay for ZipRecruiter, <laughs> so I'm not really in danger of being swayed to start using the, that service because I'm listening to it. But he's also saying interesting things yeah. on the topic, you know. So that's that's why I sometimes listen to it, if I haven't heard it before. Joe Rogan, I always skip the first six minutes of his podcast because he just talks about, like, he sells mail-order underwear... Uh, that guy doesn't give a fuck. No, he, he takes used to, any he used fucking to do Fleshlight sponsor. for a while, a long time ago. Yeah. But also, so did Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith did Fleshlight, and he was 
His Kevin Smith really embraces the fleshlight. Like he talked about it pretty vulgarly about how much he it in fucks. Many ways. Like, he talks about many how he nights. fucks that fleshlight a lot. I remember well, I used to listen to his podcast in the early days, and he started getting sponsorship. And one of the earlier sponsors was Flashlight, and he talked about it a lot. That he would do a twenty minute rant on how much he fucks that flashlight. Mm-hmm. Very vulgar, but after a while, you're just kind of like, oh, jeez, Kevin, I'm really sick of picturing this. <laughs> I'm really sick of you putting this image in my head of your fat, sweaty self just fucking fapping into a plastic vagina. Empty, and having emptying it out in the dishwasher yeah. and shit. Yeah, you got like a fucking eight-year-old daughter walking around. No, she's like 17 or 18 now, and Kevin Smith's daughter's hot as fuck. Oh. I'm just going to say that. Well, way hotter than Kevin Smith. Definitely better That's looking. not hard. Better, better, better looking than his horse-faced wife. <laughs> like his wife is hot, like how a fat guy would think his wife is. Oh, hot. you mean, th- oh, you mean this guy? Yeah, Kevin Smith, Silent oh, Bob. Silent Bob. Yeah. yeah, I thought for a second you meant somebody else. No, Kevin Smith. Yeah, you said that multiple times. Nom nom. I mean, Kevin Smith is not that ugly. I thought you meant what's his name? That guy in the Superman cop. Oh, uh Kevin James. Oh, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Poplar Mall cop. <laughs> I have not even seen that movie, but Me either. I refuse to acknowledge its existence. Oh, okay. She's she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, Harley Win- Quinn Smith. Oh, yeah. Come on, you fucking nerd. He named fucking, her after Batman, yeah. Fucking Kevin fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, okay, sure, live your life. To be fair, he did that like 18, 20 years ago. Before it was cool. No. Yeah, fuck. before everyone was doing that. It was that. not cool back then either. Well, Harley Quinn was, when he did that, Harley Quinn was still a very obscure comic book character at that point. That like, really, like, you were naming your kid that, like, only, like, only if you really read Batman comics. <laughs> so now they made that whole movie surrounding her and, like, made a really sexy uh, Harley Quinn character for the, that yeah. Batman Joker thingy or whatever, whatever, I don't know. And they make the whole thing like, oh my god. So that now she's that's a just a bug. Halloween costume and yeah, you know, all this other shit. Slutty cosplay chicks. Yeah. For likes. Yeah. I I cannot get into superhero movies. Maybe if I was like ten years old when these things started coming out, but I can't believe there's so many full grown adults going and seeing Transformers movies and shit. Yeah, and the whole Marvel. The Avengers, thing. yeah, the Marvel. Oops. That Marvel stuff is off the hook. Like, sorry, right listeners. Before you came in, I, I was I was watching Thorn Ragnarok. Ill. I really like the movie because it has some very funny moments in it, but it's very cheesy, of course. These whole series are so I can't super watch cheesy. That shit. I was just having it on while doing my things and I'll sometimes listening to it. I would rather replay some series I've seen a hundred times and do that. <laughs> really. But the same thing is do. also, you're not a chick that is very much into Chris Hemsworth with... Uh, Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, Chris Hemsworth in the Thor movies. Who? Who? Those arms, bro. And yeah. unfortunately, they cut his hair, so that's kind of a minus for me. But okay, I can deal with it. Yeah, Nicolene has some really weird, physically specific requirements from men. Yeah, I like beards and long hair. What's it to you? I mean, <laughs> what? I like beards and long hair. And hair, just in general. But that means that you can be a pretty fucking ugly guy and cover it with a beard and long hair. And you got big ass dopey ears, but you got a big mane of frizzy hair and shit. So you're all right. You'll be fine. I mean, no, you have to you have to take care of the hair. You also got to like metal. 
Yeah, that's a good plus. Sure, that's a requirement too. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to date someone like me who likes Steven music. No, I like. Hey, would... check out this new Ariel Pink album. Oh, Three times kill in a row. <laughs> it's kiss and blue up all that much. I mean, we were roommates for sometimes, and even that was. Uh, but because then you were also very much into fish, so everything was fish. Yeah. And I was like, can we just not listen to Fish sometimes? Now I'm fully in agreement with that. I don't listen to Fish anymore. I listened to their Halloween album that they did this year, which was okay. I would come home so and you would be listening though. to some six-hour concert. Yeah. <laughs> and full blast. And I Those was like, days. what? what? Why? The only reason I would turn things up is because the person upstairs would have their techno music really fucking loud. So if I put music on, it was... I couldn't nod my head to the rhythm of it because it's going through True. the floor and shit. That was three years of yeah, hell into yeah. my life. Can we just touch on this subject right now? Please. I am so fucking traumatized by these fucking students that lived above my apartment. There were three students. They were listening to this shitty techno techno music all day long. Like boom, <laughs> boom, boom. boom. And very loud. I think it was something they were making. So they Some? just had like a beat that they were Yeah, looping. yeah. One of them was a DJ and it was making beats. Beat, yeah, yeah, they were making beats That's very loud. To listen to very loud. Like super late also till very late. Yeah. They also had friends over that break danced <laughs> in their living room. So my ceiling looked like there was a horde of elephants. Yeah, your chandelier thing was shaking and stuff. Yeah, my chandelier well, was... Well, chandelier, but like it hanging, was, hanging it, lamp. <laughs> Let's say. It, 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 try, it tried to be a chandelier. It was like a, a thousand piece crystal chandelier <laughs> was just swinging off of the crown molding. <laughs> the crown mold. But, uh, and, and they were, and also at three at night, they would always put on the, the washing machine that was directly above my bedroom. So that was also wow. fucked up. And so now, nowadays, I'm pretty obsessed with not making any noise if there's somebody living under me because I know how it feels to have that fucked up Oh, it shit. sucks. That's why with this apartment that we got, we were like, oh, we're definitely going to take this place because it's on the top floor. Yeah, so you have no... We had another choice of one that was a little bit bigger for pretty much the same price yeah. with also a balcony, but we decided to go for this one because it was on the top floor. Only one floor of people to be annoyed by. Yeah, exactly. So that worked out really well for us. Yeah, <laughs> luckily I have I hear next to nothing from my upstairs neighbor. My next door neighbor sometimes plays techno, but you can only really hear it in the kitchen if the house is completely silent. Yeah, but not at unreasonable hours. Sometimes. Oh. The other day they were like hammering into the walls at like 10 o'clock at night. Well, to me that's not that late, but... Yeah, but... It's still The law up. states that you're allowed to make loud noises until like... 10, 10 o'clock at night, you're allowed to make have your music loud till, then it has to stop. But doing building work, like hammering things into your walls, you can't do that after like 6 or something like that. I thought 6 eight. or 7. Uh, maybe it is 8. You might be right about 8. But it also depends on how residential your area is and shit But like still, that. why the fuck would you do that at night? Come the on. guy was putting together Ikea shit and hammering shelves to his wall at fucking 10 o'clock at night. Like, god damn it, man. That was a bit annoying. So those are those are people that definitely like they sleep till noon every fucking day and then wake up and immediately turn on the boom boom boom. Yeah. Like that's how they wake up every day and I hate that shit so much. Me too. It's like why do I live in Europe if I if I hate 
non-guitar music so much. <laughs> because it's really hard to get away from like yeah. house music. We have like a that. whole everywhere here. dedicated to dance events. Oh in yeah, the, the city. Amsterdam dance event. It's just yeah. like the whole city. Be- like here's how they'll advertise it: the whole city comes alive with dance. It's just a bunch of fucking tourists on ecstasy wandering through the city, going into club after club, paying a whole lot of fucking money for these tickets to get into these things, and doing a lot of drugs and raping each other, and and that's that's the Amsterdam dance event. Yep. Every year. So, I mean, if that's your thing, cool. But if it's not your thing and you live in the city, like, sometimes you're just trying to get home from work and (laughs) there's a bunch of ravers around there and it's kind of cold outside. Like, why are all these chicks with, like, almost no clothes on walking around? Or what the hell is going on? Oh, right. Okay. Like, why are there so many people at the ferry right now dressed like aliens? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. There's always something going on. Like, yesterday, too, I I biked through Westerpark home at 4 in the morning. No, 5 in the morning. And it was packed. Like, it was really packed. There were a lot of people there. Five in the morning, in Jesus. the night, no coats. Yeah. They're just walking into the Sloterdijk area. They're yeah. walking to Sloterdijk. Yeah. What I also always see, in the daytime, tourists with luggage mm-hmm. walking through the Western Park. Like, oh, what yeah. the fuck's up with that? They're usually walking down the fucking bike path, too, which annoys the piss out of me. Yeah, but where are they going and where did you come from? Did they walk all the way from Central They could be Station walking or? to one of the many hotels that are along that line. Yeah, but where did they get off? There's a hotel in Wester Park, even. Oh, really? Yeah, there's oh, the, like the Conscious the... Hotel, right where that fountain is, the Naked yeah. Children Pedo Fountain. Yeah. <laughs> there's that brick building right across from it right there. That is the Conscious Hotel. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And cafe and yada, yada. Because I was like, where did it come from? There's not a bus stop. There's bus stops. Well, there's bus stops. Right but, outside the park. But not really All along it. relevant bus stops, I think. I mean, I guess from Central Station. I think if you have booked that hotel, they're probably going to tell you to take that bus to that stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's bus stops around it, but there's no... There's, um... There's a train stop, uh, no, but there is, I believe, is there a metro stop over there somewhere? No. I can't, no, no, I don't think so. No, the nearest stop is Central Station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're probably taking, they probably got off a tram at the entrance to Wester Park. Yeah. Over by the Volta, you know, that kind of area. And they walk all the way through Wester Park. Yeah, they walk through, they don't realize how far away, but it's not even that far, that park is short to walk through. Sure. We did it, we did that park in a leisurely stroll on that last episode in about 45 minutes. We got to the city center in like an hour 20. That was a good deal. And that's slow walking. If I was walking by myself and not recording something, I would have gotten there a lot sooner. I would have gotten to the center, like the city center. And probably yeah, like we also like stopped sometimes minutes or something. Like the J or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Kevin Smith and Kevin James. Kevin Smith and Kevin If they had a baby. That would be horrid. The movies would be terrible. No, honestly, when I was growing up and I watched Jay and Silent Bob in their things, yeah. I kind of had a, a low-key crush on uh, Silent and Bob. Silent Bob, of course you did, because he has a beard. Yeah, and, and he long has, hair. He had, well, <laughs> sort of long hair. He, was, he never was, had long hair. That was a hat that had hair in yeah. it. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> My uh, life is a in, lie. <laughs> in the original black and white Clerks movie, that was his hair length. Oh, okay. Uh, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I'm positive that that was a, a hat wig thing that just put like the hair in the back you know yeah. behind his ears same with jay uh jay in the first movie in jay and silent bob strike back i think that was his hair but in clerks 2 for example that was a hat wig thing like he is he has short hair like yeah <laughs> like short, short as mine right now like he's he stays pretty jay. shaved yeah he's also a weird guy 
Yeah, he's like a on and off heroin addict and stuff. And really? Yeah. Oh my God. Holy shit. There is a podcast I can highly recommend you listen to What's from, his name? from episode one. His name is Jason Muse. M e w e s. Well, <clears throat> this guy. Uh, he had battled uh, drugs addiction of of all forms basically for most of his life. Like he was really into cocaine and heroin and stuff. After a while, and after a while, like basically. Looks the part. Kevin Smith helped him get better. Like, he had him come live in his house and drove him to get uh, his methadone every day and shit like that every morning. And Aww. he had this, yeah, he had this I knew, joke. I knew Kevin James, uh, Kevin were, they, Smith would be uh, a guy like Kevin that. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes and, like, all those people in the original movies, except for Dante and, uh, like, and Randall. Like, like, the guys that are in the hockey scene in the first Clerks movie, those guys are people that Kevin Smith has been friends with since they were, like, 13, 12 years old. Yeah, like, so they're, they're Yeah, tough they've known bros. each other forever. Like, And Jason Muse was when they were all 16, 17, 18 and had a license to drive and shit, and one of them was working at the comic book store or something like that. Jason Muse was like this 14, 15 year old weird kid that would show up all the fucking time and just hang out. And they're like, we like this kid because like he would do all this bizarre fucking shit. You know, he would just, like, come in and start, like, he would see, like, all the, like, these arcade machines, and then he would just go up to all the joysticks and start sucking off every joystick. What? Every single one, like, like that. And then, and then, and then like, Kevin Smith and all his friends are like, look at him go. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit, look at him go. Like, I like this kid. Yeah, and they just started, like, they took him in, kind of, because, like, he found, like, he had, he was kind of, like, a latchkey kid a little bit, and, and so he would, he had found a place to hang out and stuff, so they kind of took him under the wing, but they, you know, they all got into trouble a little bit together, of course, you know, and Jason he was just a little badass. He was like a little crazy kid, you know? And he was always talking. like, And basically, the ca- character of Jay in Jay and Silent Bob, that is Jason Mewes. Like, that is like kind of like the... This stuff is written directly for Jason Mewes and his character and how he is as a person. But they started this podcast called uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And it started like maybe 2009 or something like that. It's from a while ago. Yeah. And it probably ended by now. But I highly recommend you listen to the first, like, couple episodes of it. Because okay. in the first few episodes, they just chronicle the whole history of his drug use. And and, and put it in a timeline in line with the movies and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm reading about that right now. That it's podcast great. is absolutely incredible. And they did the podcast as a, as a way for him to keep sober. So it was basically like an AA meeting for him or an NA meeting for him. So once a week, check in on the podcast and talk about the week and stuff, you know. But a lot mm. of it was just talking about all the stories and all the crazy shit and, like, his drug use and how it affected him and stuff. And that is one of the coolest podcasts I've ever listened to. It's what really got me into podcasting, actually, when I was when I was first coming into the Netherlands. Yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. I highly recommend oh. that one. This is uh, Wife of Kevin. Yeah, that's Jennifer Schwalbach. Yeah. She's one of those persons that's very beautiful at certain angles. Um, but, but other angles, you're like, whoa, what's up with her forehead and face? But she is, uh, she's in a lot of the movies. In Clerks 2, she's Dante's uh, fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one of the three diamond thief girls in, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And she's in, she does some other things as well, I think. But she's like some uh, human rights and animal rights activist or something like that, or someone who puts together foundations for that kind of shit. She does stuff like that in journalism or something. She cool, she cool. They're both cool. I actually, I, I make cracks about Kevin Smith and his movies and stuff, but I actually really love Kevin Smith. I, there was like a Me point too. in my life where I had watched all of his movies, listened to all of his podcasts, even with his nerdy friends who do just like, they talk about comic books. They did like this comic book nerd podcast. That shit was funny as hell too. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know if you know the characters from Mallrats, Steve Dave, 
tell him, Steve, Dave, like, when, you're, <laughs> when you're kicking him out of the comic book store because Stan Lee is there and they don't want uh, the main characters to go in there and cause any trouble because they don't have any money. Um, yeah, those characters, those guys in those movies, Steve, uh, yeah, Steve Dave, and then there's like the fanboy is the name of the other one. Those guys, uh, they're also friends of Kevin Smith's, and they, Kevin Smith actually opened a comic book store. Nice. He actually has a couple. Actually, I think he closed one. There was one in California, and there's one in New Jersey. I think the one in Jersey is still open, and they still run that one. The guys from the Kevin Smith movies run the comic book store, what? just like they ran a comic book store in Mallrats. <laughs> so they like, he kind of made the that into a reality but uh those guys are pretty cool too and i think you would like that podcast too because one of them the guy who played steve dave he is uh brian johnson he's like this big metalhead guy yeah and he's become a big fat long-haired bearded metal guy <laughs> nice. on antidepressants and when he's not on antidepressants i'm gonna fucking kill myself it's like all fucking dark and funny, like scary like you don't want to be near him and shit like he's like really crazy <laughs> No, he's really, really very funny. Sometimes when he's in a bad mood and they're just, like, talking about comic books and stuff, and then he just starts shitting on characters that he <laughs> only slightly doesn't like, but now he's just pissed, and then he just goes off on a tirade. It's very fun to listen to. All right. And then on that podcast, they also have their uh, web designer for the whole podcast network. It's this little Asian guy, Chen. So you got this little Asian guy mixed in there, too, with, like, these two Jersey guys yelling at each other about comic books. and. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that shit. What podcast do you listen to? Getting Curious with Jonathan Fenness. Don't know that. Uh, I, uh, you didn't watch Queer Eye, Mm-mm. I think. Well, he basically... I most certainly did not. No, he's one of the fruitiest of the bunch. And he's so cute, Jonathan Fenness. He's uh, long hair. He's the, the style. the No, the hair and makeup and beard guy of the episodes. And... He has a podcast that has the. It's called Getting Curious. So he invites a guest every week of something he's curious about, like weed oh. or or cancer or this research or uh, this political thing. So it's it's very nice because. In On the this one episode, hand, I'm he, curious about Colin Firth's dick, and yeah. here's our guest, Colin Firth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale has an almost okay. Anyways, and. Uh, it's very very fun because usually the the guest is very like no um like really serious and okay like blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm explaining this right now and then on the other hand then you have like this okay so I don't know right it's Jesus like Christ. but but not he's not dumb he's like very smart but he's also just very very out there very enthusiastic and and fruity and gay <laughs> and uh, yeah I like that podcast that's one of the podcasts I listen to. Of course, I listen to the Joe Rogan experience, but I have not nearly listened to everything because there's so much. Oh, me either. No, I've only there's just started so listening, much. really listening this year, except for what Kuhn had forced me to listen to and watch yeah. when I was hanging out with him. Um, but this year I've been listening. It's just been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really I have sporadically listened to one. Interesting guests. And uh, uh, getting dug with high. Oh, I, I can't listen to that guy. He sucks dick. I mean, I don't, I don't like. I, I like some of the episodes with with uh, which have certain actors or comedians. Way I like. too much advertisement. True, and and oh. I don't know, Doug. Is, oh, shit, is, I can't buy. He is so so much about like, oh my god, weed, 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 everything is weed. But a lot of his jokes are just really fucking lame too. It's just like he's like that that really stoned guy in the room that says stupid shit all the time. And you're just like, dude, shut up. That's him. That's his comedy. Yeah. 
And he does that on purpose. And I get it why people find it funny because it's like <laughs> it kind of like becomes a reversal a little bit because he's actually saying those things on purpose and they're really dumb. And it's like, oh, he's so dumb. Ha, ha. But it, for me, it's just like it it's landing old. how it's landing. It gets old. <laughs> it's landing how like I have a dumb stoned guy in the room. I've, I've seen so I watched a few of his specials. And I just, oh, it's so bad. Like, he keeps, like, he'll, t- whenever he goes to his written material, it gets very mild laughter. And then as soon as, like, he gets done with one bit, he goes back to another ten minutes of crowd work. Yeah. But it's really poor crowd work. Like, really bad. But he do- that's, like, his signature is doing bad crowd work. It's train wreck. He's intentionally make. I think, at least, he's intentionally <laughs> making <laughs> these, tra- like, so. like, if this is his special, then I, I have to assume that that's his thing, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing it's, is also uh, about him, he got watch. very famous with the whole Super High Me, yeah. which is basically he ripped off an idea of another documentary that was very good. No, it wasn't even that great. That documentary... That, that Super Size Me. Yeah, Super Size Me was the total, like, yeah, no shit Sherlock we documentary. Had to, we had to watch that in school. In yeah, no school. shit if you eat nothing but McDonald's every day for, like, an X amount of time, yeah. you're going to gain a buttload thing, of weight. No shit. The only thing that movie does is make you crave for McNuggets. I mean... It's the only thing. You can only look at these McDonald's and he's like puking his his McRibs or whatever and you're just sitting there like, hmm, I could go for a quarter pounder right now. I would like to see the counter study on that and see what happens if you do the exact, like homemade versions of every single thing on that menu and make them yourself. Fried fish sandwiches, McRibs, like rib, uh, slow cooked rib stuff with barbecue sauce all over it and, you know very sugary buns and stuff like that, but homemade versions of it and see how fat you also get. Mm-hmm. You're also going to get just as fucking crazy fat, you know? <laughs> you're going to get you're gonna get sick as well. You're going to be puking that shit up too. You know, because if you eat nothing but cheeseburgers, even if they're homemade cheeseburgers all day, you're going to get fat and disgusting and oily and shit, you know? Yeah, of course. He had to... He had to be on a vegan diet for, for nine months or something to get back sort of to his original... Yeah, that guy's kind of nuts. And I, I think I remember there being some controversy surrounding that guy too. Like he did some unfair data skewing as well, which is like almost unnecessary too. It's like the data was already bad enough, but it wanted to be so fucking bad that it hits crazy headlines and yeah. like fucking what, topples McDonald's as a business. Like, yeah, right. And only thing I could think of when I saw this thing in high school with my other Dutch high schoolers, we were thinking, like, super size, super sizing? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dream. We don't have that here. Like, the McDonald's here is not that crazy about it. Yeah. And super sizing especially. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah, but, you know, as I bet you... As a teenager, that sounded great. <laughs> and I think as a result of that movie, like, the, the McDonald's started offering, like, apples and all that other stuff and, like, healthy stuff and, like, the kids' meals and stuff. So it's, yeah. like, at least, we're, you know, like, as you're, if you're an adult, you can choose to eat a fucking cheeseburger every day of your life if you want to. That's that's your call, not ours. Yeah. We're a business, motherfucker, not a community outreach center and a, and a fucking gym. You know, <laughs> eat what you want, you know? Yeah. If your kids, here, your kids have an option. You don't want them to have the fries along with their burger. They can have the burger, but they can also have apple slices or some shit like this, you know? Whatever. Cool. Uh, but what what is... I, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, oh, yeah. What I think played into their hands a little bit is that they, they kind of went... They started going less ham on the supersizing stuff. But they haven't lowered the prices to reflect the smaller portions. No. And if you look at how much it costs to have a... Like, two, to buy a, a meal for you, your husband, 
uh, or wife and your two kids at McDonald's, you're walking out of there spending like 55, 60 euros. Yeah, of course. Easy. It's not Easy. cheap at Maybe all. Maybe even more. It's fucking expensive as hell. You guys should have dined out. You should have gone yeah. to a restaurant or something instead. You just paid like 80 bucks on fucking McDonald's cheeseburgers that are in the States. We have this one day a year. It's different depending on which chain you go to in what area. But all the hamburgers are 29 cents and all the cheeseburgers are 39 cents. Oh, just like all in the, the old times yeah but they do that they do they did that every single fucking year my whole entire life in the states they never do that over here hell no no fuck no, no there's money to be made out here people are just gonna buy them no matter how much they cost because yeah. the city's full of rich people and this but that's just how it is across the board at european uh fast food chains from american companies yeah so like your McDonald's, your Burger King, all that stuff, it'll taste exactly the same. They'll have some slightly different sauces for the fries and some slightly different special things on the menu, but otherwise it tastes exactly the same like McDonald's. Yeah. But you're paying triple, at least, as you're paying so much money. Like Big yeah, Macs guys, are if you come to Amsterdam, don't go to any of those fast food chains because even if you think like, oh, it's easy and it's fast and it's cheap, like the, the, it's the, not. It's really when you not. get like the value meal, like when you go when you go and get like the Big Mac, or you want the value meal? Yeah, sure. It comes with fries and a drink. Okay, that's like fourteen bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can better spend that money at Burger Bar. It used to be five for just the burger. Now it's fifteen because you wanted fries and a drink. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's really crazy. And then people over here brag like, oh, we barely eat fast food here. Yeah, well, why don't you? Reduce it to American prices and see how fucking fat you guys are afterwards. Once you see you can get like entire menus for like fucking three euros. You get like you can feed your whole all your entire like you have way too many kids and uh, they are all very hungry and the grocery store is closed and shit like that. And oh here McDonald's is open. There's a drive through. I can get burgers for everybody like five burgers each for these kids and, and spend like fifteen bucks. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, done. That's why Americans are often so fat. Not only the only reason. But they make it very easy for you to get a hold of that stuff over there. Yeah, and, and but cheap that's still, food, it's just uh, like, you know, uh, healthy food is very expensive. Not very expensive. Well, not very expensive, I ate healthy but my whole life. My family was never rich by any means. I grew up in a shit-ass town. Okay, a lot of people that, that claim this, like, oh, healthy food is... They're also very lazy. Like, of course, when you go to a farmer's it, yeah. market and, and really uh, uh, put some effort in where you get your food, you can get a good deal. And you can get uh, fresh produce and, and maybe stuff that was thrown away, but blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. But a lot of these trashy people don't do that. They just want a burger right now or they just want to feed their families right now while they are doing meth. I don't know what they're doing. So, uh, yeah. Then they say, like, yeah, this is the only thing I can feed my child, McDonald's. And yeah, no, it's not. It's really not. It's kind of sick. Are you writing? I'm writing down some of the things we talked about so I can get this description down for uh, for the podcast uh, when I upload it. I never liked McDonald's. Also, growing up, I've always preferred uh, either Burger King, but if I could choose, I would. I wanted to go to Fabo always. As a kid, if we were getting a treat or something, Fabo. Yeah, Fabo is the shit. I like Fabo a lot. I just stopped going there, though, because they've also raised their prices every do, year. Like, fucking do. tram tickets. They raise the price every yeah, year. Yeah, they do. They, they, do. they used to be, It used to be less than two euros to get a cheeseburger out of the wall. Now it's like 250. Yeah, and croquettes are like two euros. They, they, just... When I first came here, they were 160, 170. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, they were like one gulden, you know? Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, those are the good old days. I wish I came here in the 80s. The 80s were wild here in Amsterdam. You had these uh, squatters... 
that were rioting. Well, eighties was was turbulent music. in Amsterdam. That's for sure. Turbulent, like the yeah. Newmarket area was a ghetto. Basically, it was. A lot of places were ghetto. All the shop windows were always smashed in anywhere. A lot of places that are now like rich. Oh yeah. Uh, neighborhoods were ghettos. Like of course. Just like twenty were... years ago, thirty years ago, they were uh, they were places you didn't go to. Exactly. A lot of them, the pipe, uh, out west, new west. A lot of the cafes in Newmarket and along the Zaydijk and stuff. Those cafes were once getting their windows smashed in every single week, and if they replaced it, they would get smashed again. So they just put wood up. Yeah, exactly. And just like put a painting on it or something like that instead. Yeah, like a mural. Yeah, and and <laughs> they had to do that for the longest time, and now some of those are historical monuments that they keep up, and some of them they took down and reopened. Put, put they can put windows there now. It's amazing and. Uh, <laughs> Back in the 80s, they couldn't do it. Nope. But a lot of those cafes, they're still standing. The yeah, ones that made right. it through those 80s, they stayed around because then they kind of became like kind of little landmarky things. Like, holy shit, it's still there. Let's go in. It became uh, it became that kind of thing after a while. Like Latai, for example, that place has been around throughout the 80s and stuff. Yeah. They're around for a hot minute. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think the owner of Latai, I heard stories, he used to sleep at Latai to protect it. Oh, and, really? and the money there and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. We gotta get we gotta get our, our uh, Sammy in here one day because he's got some crazy stories. Yeah. I want to hear those stories uh, about the old times with his uh, uh, with his uh, stepfather running Let's High, because I've I've heard from I, I worked there briefly and I I heard some crazy stories from the people who worked there that were relayed from the owner. Like he told those stories and then they told me. And then he like. But he, is he the original owner? I am not sure if he's the original owner, but he bought it at some point and yeah. he's had it for a very long time. Yeah. So. How it is now is, when he bought it, it was already running kind of the way it does, but he added his own flair to it that evolved over time and stuff. But I it's see. always been one of those restaurants where you can buy all of the shit that's there, all the decorations and stuff. Yeah. It's like a little, like, it's a junk shop plus cafe. Like, but <laughs> more of a cafe, but, like, if you see something on the wall, you're like, that is absolutely awesome. I want that thing. And you see there's a price tag on it, like, 50 cents. Yeah, you can like, buy oh, anything sweet. in the shop. Yeah, you can even buy the table and chairs that you're sitting at if you want. They will sell those to you. Yeah. It's funny. You can actually empty the restaurant. That would be so cool. They've remodeled it recently. I haven't been inside yet, but they've completely redone everything. Because oh, the place cool. is kind of rickety before. Yeah. It's a very old building. Uh, but they've remodeled the shit out of it, you know. So that's pretty nice. It's a lot brighter in there, and the kitchen is much better, too. The kitchen used to be very inconvenient for the people who worked there. Yeah. Nice. And now it's much more of, like, a better workflow kind of space and stuff, and, and better equipment and stuff, yeah. better ventilation. Nice. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very, I, 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 I highly recommend people, if you're a tourist, you're coming to Amsterdam, go chill at Latai. L-A-T-E-I. I'm pretty sure it's latai.com or .nl. Go check them out at some point if you ever come here. Have a coffee there. It's, it's a unique place to visit. Go pet their cat. Yeah. <laughs> you might even see some famous people in there. True. There's some famous, like uh, famous, famous Dutch people more. Yes. Like uh, the lead singer of Dumar. Oh, okay, yeah. He'd be hanging out there. He, cool. He's a regular there. He has a coffee card there nice. on the wall. And also the thing is, when you are there in the daytime, you can go next door to Slagerij Vet. And you can get a broodje Zeedijk. It's a butcher shop. Oh, yeah. And broodje Zeedijk, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Good. bomb. It's a sandwich. It's like a like a little baguette sandwich. Yeah. With a home... They make it there, everything. They make a chicken roulade, crispy bacon, lettuce, and some special 
curry type sauce, a oh, creamy curry amazing. sauce. amazing. I'm starving. It's a great sandwich. I fucking love that sandwich. It's it's rated the best sandwich in the net in the net, uh, Amsterdam. In in the Amsterdam. In the Amsterdam region of Amsterdam, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm tired. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty zoned as well. Like I've I've just had a long week myself, with all the appointments for starting a business and all this other shit. Oh, so much to do, especially as an American. There's a lot of extra paperwork to be done. But, but it's you're worth living it. the American dream in the Netherlands. Yeah. Look at you go. European nightmare. European nightmare. There is this Greek guy. Uh, when I when I was at Mitsos for a while, I used to work at with, at the Greek restaurants. I forget his name, but he used to be like, "Hey, American Dream," and he would always call me American Dream. <laughs> and I just started calling him, "Hey, Greek Nightmare," because <laughs> 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 he's just like this big bearded. He looked like fucking Hagrid from Harry Potter, <laughs> but Greek guy. Like, "Hey, American Dream." <laughs> like, hey. Fuck it, asshole. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. You want to pee there or not, huh? I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can I have a tippy for rolling another joint, please? Ugh. I'm low. I'm out. I haven't gone to a coffee shop in so fucking long. I haven't... Where do you buy tippies besides a coffee shop, you know? I mean... Yeah. Where? They don't... They You have to go to a coffee shop or something. Or like a tobacco shop. Yeah, I Sometimes guess. Yeah, I got, yeah, that's extremely true. extremely expensive. Yeah, that's the problem. You just walk in into a coffee shop and get some... Ask, can I have some tippies? Can I grab some tippies? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Ask your girlfriend to go in there because... They usually respond to that. Or though. I can go to a coffee shop with my own weed, order a coffee, sit down, and just take a dick load of tippies. I, I guess. Why not? Why not? I like hanging out in coffee shops. I just don't like buying expensive weed. And that's the Me problem too. with weed in Amsterdam. If you go outside Amsterdam, if you go to other coffee shops, there's a, a harbor town up north in Friesland called Harlingen. Yeah, and up there. Yeah, up there they have like one, maybe two coffee shops. And they got some pretty good deals. Uh, like it's it's definitely cheaper than it is in Amsterdam. Definitely cheaper. Not by not by a whole lot. But it's like you're definitely making some savings because it's just just because it's not in the city. Yeah. You know, just because it's almost as far as possible from from Amsterdam north. <laughs> like from if you go north from Amsterdam, this is about as far as you can go without swimming. Yeah. Pretty much. Like this is this is it. So over there, it's, it's, it's relatively cheap. I've also heard in The Hague that weed is much cheaper. <clears throat> Even though that is a big city, weed is still cheaper there for some reason. Okay, well, the thing is, here in Amsterdam... But not by much, you, again. You, you know, don't only a, pay a, for the weed. Floor. You pay for the whole shop around it. And yeah. if this shop is in a city center with a bunch of employees and, and, and all these permits they have to yeah. pay and, and the rent of the space, that's all yeah. in the price. So Absolutely. You will, you will pay uh, 15 euros for White Widow in but the city also, center they also where tend it's to 6 go euros for, in some for better village. seed uh, type weed. You know, they tend to sync up with uh, good seed companies, stuff like that. Like, for example, Barney's Farm or, or uh, Buda Jongens, how they're teamed up with Amsterdam Genetics. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's this kind of thing. And the Amsterdam Genetics people are, are like, yeah, they just make seeds. Yeah, well, how the fuck do you think they make seeds? They do it by growing weed. Yeah. And then they grow it to fruition and they test it. So, yeah, they're growing lots and lots and lots of weed. I think 
places like Buddha Youngins and stuff like that, they're getting weed from the seed companies mm-hmm. that are growing in some way. So it's a criminal operation, but they're doing it like a business and they're doing it smart, you know? As, uh, it's that fucking white-collar crime mm-hmm. style yep. shit of doing it, not the street gang version of doing it. Mafia. Exactly. This is more like running it like a private Microsoft for growing weed and shit. Yeah. And that's why the weed at Buryongans and, and those other places are so good. But the thing is that the, the whoever owns Buryongans has a lot of fucking money because they pour a lot of money into the design and decoration and the opening of new branches of their coffee shop. Yeah, because their yeah, coffee yeah. shops look fucking, they look like Saddam's palace, man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Gold like real and... marble and gold trim and like, have you noticed the ceiling at the one by our house? It's actually, yeah, it's... it's embroidered, like it's a gold ceiling, gold plates, and each plate has like this pattern punched into it with the holes. The X's. And that's the X's, but it's it's the it's Amsterdam, the Amsterdam Genetics, Genetics logo. logo. Yeah. It's this, I have the keychain of it. It's this logo. Yeah, and it's like yeah. in there. It's actually I look like, at it all the time yeah, when I'm Yeah, for the waiting. ventilation or something. Like It's so crazy. And also, another thing about them is they don't allow smoking in their shops. No. One of their coffee shops, the one in the Barshes, has, um, that's in like the, the old west of Amsterdam, has uh, a tiny little smoking closet you can go into. It's a little lounge, right? It's a tiny little thing with one bench size little area and a little table. Yeah. It's like being in the tiniest living room. So it's not meant for a bunch of people to sit there and smoke. And they don't sell drinks and shit like that. I think they have a vending machine or something. Yeah. But no, actually, I think the vending machine's only like smoking accessories, now that I think about it. So it's just like you go there, you can roll up, you can puff a joint real quick, but get the hell out. That's like their whole thing. And that's part of why I think their weed is a little bit cheaper because they don't pay for like the lounging, the license to have no, people yeah, in there exactly. smoking. Yeah, you have to have a license for all that stuff. Yeah. For everything separate, you have to have a license for it, all that stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, what's really funny. Well, I don't want to rag on him too much because, you know, I, I appreciate it. And I'll probably do something with him. But Misha, our beloved Misha. Oh, uh, I told him I've started a business, and he's like, awesome, let's go into business together. Let's do yeah. this, let's do that. And he had like, these ideas for me already. Like, he wanted to start a pop-up restaurant, okay. which is kind of lel. It's like, dude, no way. No way. Like, I was like, I'm up for it. I was like, what I told him was like, I'll tell you what. I was like, and this is actually just the truth. Because I'm a, a, a part of the Dutch-American Friendship Treaty, I can only work as a single-person business. So I can't hire people to do work for me. I can't, like... In in the in the tier that I'm in, <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't actually uh, hire people. I would have to upgrade my business to an LLC and invest an additional like twelve thousand into the whole thing just to be able to hire people, just so I can insure them and stuff like that. So that's that's a whole a whole extra thing. I uh, so I can't do that. So what I told him was like, man, if you start a business and make a one person business and you make a pop up restaurant, you can invoice. I can invoice you and you can hire me to manage it or to help put it together or any function of the business and i'll just invoice you for the hours and stuff like that and you know what i mean like that sort of thing so i put it to him that way he's like okay 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 so maybe misha will start a business what yeah well i don't really fucking care if i'm if he's if i'm invoicing him for work that's done he's got to pay me and that's it it's not like i'm starting a business with him and it's we have a joint bank account or something like that i would never i like it's nothing even like specifically against him because i would probably never do that with anybody uh, ever like even even my girlfriend or wife anything like that, I would never no. you know I would not do it just let it be mine you know like unless unless yeah no actually there's not no even unless. if you have like a, a restaurant together with your wife well I guess that's a little bit different but if I'm running like a company where I'm doing all the work or no exactly like that that, that would be weird yeah or it's or it's just like my thing and like 
if we opened a restaurant together as a husband and wife or something like that, we've been together for like 20 years, shit like that. Like, yeah, okay, that's different. Because we are like one person already, so that's different. Yeah, that's what marriage is. You that's just, different. You just but turn it into a slightly I would never less start a business person. with you or anyone else. Like, I know that you would be good at running a business, but I want to do things my way, and you want to do things your way. And yeah. that's almost always going to lead into the business breaking up and you suing each other. It well, happens all the time in the business world. Or you just compromise, I mean... Yeah, or you just compromise, but... No, okay, you and me would not end up suing each other. We'd no, probably we would end up splitting the business. I though. think we would be fine if we had like a restaurant together, like mm. truly, and split evenly you know all what? the things. I think if, if it was like, you know, your parents are throwing around those fantasy land questions sometimes, like if we open up a second thing, we want you and Nicoline to run it. They would say shit like that to me yeah, sometimes. Yeah. That in theory could work. Yeah. That actually could work and not come to a bad end other than lack of clientele. You know what and I mean? That, Other than just the pitfalls of any restaurant. Yeah, you know and that I mean? would not happen. But I don't think we would implode. Delicious. Yeah, true. And we wouldn't implode upon each other as, as co-workers. We haven't. We work together really well, actually. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. And we even streamed some of our work. Yeah, we did. Yeah, when we, we cleaned the restaurant. PlayStation 4 live stream set up the camera at, like, the top shelf of the restaurant and just showed us cleaning it. <laughs> yeah, people were like, those are rats there. There are rats. <laughs> This 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 uh, that was funny. This restaurant is disgusting. Your parents must never know that that happened. <laughs> they will never know, right? That was fu- no, they'll never know. No, no, no. Right? No, oh, that was funny though. But there was a lot of us smoking weed on that in their restaurant though. <laughs> oh man. Although it's Monday, it doesn't really matter. Your dad would get mad about. I it I think it was even we were closed for the summer. Yeah, it was. It this was a summer closing. That's it's why we were cleaning. True. We were doing deep cleaning and taking our time with it. That's why we were like kind of spending a lot of off time and shit. Rolling J's, eating food. Eating pitas. Oh, those good times. The meat those times. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Yeah, so he wanted to start a business with me. He wanted to start a pop-up restaurant. He said that this chick he was talking to at one point, so I guess this chick who he was trying to get into the pants of at one point, was trying to start a pop-up restaurant. And he <laughs> was going to do it with her, and they couldn't get it together, and it all fell through. And that's why they want somebody so to he, do yeah, all the work for them, and they like just that. show up like there. He, like, and... when he found out that I had a business, like, oh, we can open up a pop-up restaurant in your name, and I was just thinking, like, no. You can start a business for 50 bucks, though, as a Dutch person, you know, like, as a citizen of Europe and someone who's a resident here, like, an official one, like, not an American, yeah, like, yeah. a European, you can just go to the Chamber of Commerce and open up a business for 50 euros, yeah, that's exactly. it, flat fee, doing anything you want as a one-person's business. Yep. That's it. Done. You don't even have to have investment capital. You just fucking start a business, and they're like, welcome to the wonderful world of a businessman. The end. Run along, you. Yeah. <laughs> go out into the world and business. Yeah, go business that business. Go on. Enjoy that business, baby, you just created. That's how they do it here. So it was incredibly easy for me to start a business. Even as a foreigner from another country coming over here to start a business, they're like, sure, stamp, stamp, stamp. <laughs> what you doing? Oh, cool, programming? Great, awesome. Got clients? Yep. Oh, fantastic for you. How much do you think you'll earn? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Oh, man. It was very nice. But you know what? When I went to the bank to open up the uh, business account, the teller, I was like, what the fuck? Because I, I was there. I was like, oh, you're opening a business. Great. Cool. But you're from America. Yeah. He's like, why don't you just open a business in America? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, because I live here. 
And he's like, he's like, yeah, but the taxes there for businesses are so much better. I was like, granted, but I live here. <laughs> I don't live in America. Oh, I would go to America. I'm like, yeah, well, but you live I here. live here. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you about that, like, asshole. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, do you have any how, how long I waited for this? Like, <laughs> like yeah, you'd just be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Never mind. I don't want to open this business bank account. I'm going to put this money into a, a plane ticket home, actually, instead. I'm just going to start over from scratch over there, get new health insurance, car, find an apartment eventually, probably live in the car for a while. <laughs> then, uh, then, then, event, you know, get a job somewhere, try and hide that I'm living in a car, find a buddy that'll let me use his address for my paychecks to get mailed to, the statements, the stubs, and stuff like that, and then, uh, yes. eventually get an apartment. So, yeah, it's so much of a better idea than just paying, like, slightly higher taxes over here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What fucking like, dick. Like, how, how... It was his light last hurdle. Yeah. But you know what else was funny is, like... The banks in the Netherlands are becoming so useless at this point. Like, not in terms of a place to store your money, but the actual physical bank teller that you go to, they are absolutely useless. Yeah. They actually, like, they no longer have the ability to do pretty much anything. Even the ones, like, they have the tellers that, like, teach you how to use the ATMs and shit like that, and then they have these people that sit behind a counter, and those are for guys that are like, oh, okay, you want to... Uh, apply for a loan or something. Yeah, apply for this kind of shit, and they have also have, like, office with a closed door and things, and that's, like, for for more serious things and, like, for applications for loans and stuff like that, you know. So they have those people that are able to do things and stuff. But they have... I went to open a business account... I walked into the bank thinking I should be able to walk into this very not busy bank right now where they're just kind of talking to each other and I should be able to open a business account. And they're like, oh, you have to go to this computer over here in this big orange fucking futuristic bubble. Oh, yeah, I know <laughs> the one. stupid fucking bubbles where they just like yeah. kind of weld a computer into it and they're like, here's this future terminal where you will where you will open your bank account. You you're, like, you're, you're like, this first. is totally Windows XP, you asshole. And so... But you, but you, uh, you have to set. They like, oh, you click on this thing, and it looks like you're starting to open your account. So it's actually you fill in all your info of your business, your business number, all this stuff, your name, and all this other stuff. All you know, you just fill in all the stuff you got from the chamber of commerce, and then you're like, all right, cool. So this is how I open it. And then maybe then they talk to me afterwards. Then it goes, okay, when would you like your appointment at, at which branch? I'm like, what? So I look at it. And like the the closest one I can do is the next day at like five o'clock. I'm tur- I turn around and look behind my uh, myself at, at the terminal. I look behind me, and there's, like, four employees just standing around talking, shooting the shit with each other and stuff. I'm like, none of these people can sit down for me for five minutes and, and enter this information for me. What? So the computer takes my information, then tells me to pick an appointment time. Then, so I'm like, okay, well, at least that means that, like, they've probably already done some sort of pre-approval process, checking it with the Chamber of Commerce because I entered my data. I go there, and they're, I'm going to go there, and they're going to set me up my account and I'm going to walk out of there with a number. No. Yeah. The next day I go there at fucking 4.30 uh, for my appointment and what happens is I sit down with the guy and he's like, okay, you're here to open an account. And he proceeded to ask me all of the information that I entered into the computer the day before, item by item. And I was like, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there on the printout. Yeah, right there, right there, right there. And he's like asking me to confirm everything. And I'm like, man, I already confirmed this. This is my info. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, okay, take your ID, fine, everything's good, work permit, it's all there. Uh, uh, here's the thing, uh, you are going to get a phone call within the next five to ten days, and they're going to ask you a few more questions, because your business 
uh, is considered a high risk business. Why is this considered a high risk business? I was like, I thought like opening a restaurant or something like that is a high risk business. I'm yeah. a, I'm a freelancer. I can literally write invoices for anything. I can go work as a chef and just work like a regular, like hired person, but work as a freelancer at two different restaurants. And then I'm good. Yeah. Like <laughs> then I'm good. Like then I'm a freelance chef done. Like how is this high risk? It's just working. Like I'm self-employed. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, do, I'm not, I'm not creating anything. I'm not like, uh, investing in equipment to manufacture anything. I'm not buying any property to do this at. I'm not, I don't, my business requires nothing. Like it requires no, like, you know, anything like that, you know? So that's kind of ridiculous. They called me a high risk thing. Maybe it's just because I'm American. Maybe it's just because I'm in the United, from the United States. I don't know what it is exactly. But that pissed me off. And I told him, I was like, man, it's very important that I, that I get this done as soon as possible because I have to provide this information to the immigration so they see that I have a business account. And I can't let this go for another three weeks. And he's like, okay, I'll write it in your file that they need to call you as soon as possible. So I better get a call on Monday. But anyway, what I found ridiculous was this guy was not necessary. Because what he told, I was like, why do I have to wait for a call? He's like, well, because I'm not able to approve any accounts why for you, opening. Why did like, you make an appointment with He's like, him? then why did I have to come here and see you at 4.30? He's like, why did I even have to fucking come here? I should have filled in the information. You confirmed it as a human being, but everything was correct as I filled it in yesterday at the bank when I was here already trying to set up an account. And now it's going to require yet another encounter before I can actually open my bank account. Like, and there's a chance that they might deny me and say I'm too high risk and I'll have to open my bank account, my business bank account at another bank. In which case, I've been a, I've been a member at ING for seven years or something like that yeah. now. I'm going to close that bank account. Of course. I'm going to close it. And and my girlfriend as well. She's ING for many years. And she's like, if this is how it's going to be, it's like, I'm closing my bank account too. We're going to move to whichever one will open your business bank account. So we're all on the same thing. Yeah. Because fuck that. You know, like this is, it's kind of ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. I'm a freelancer. I'm not, I'm not manufacturing, uh, Fabergé eggs or, or, or becoming a coffee shop or something like that, or a restaurant or, or anything that has, requires any kind of, uh, startup capital other than the stuff for filling the application fees. That's basically my, my business costs for the year are the application fees for running my business. Basically it. And maybe fucking the paper dicks. I'm going to buy for the invoices. <laughs> You're just a bunch of fucking dicks, dude. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. But yeah, it's you hate bu- bureaucracy and you're just... Oh, I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of... Uh, <laughs> no, no I, I fucking hate bureaucracy. I really do. I fucking hate it. I, I've, I've had it shoved down my throat for almost 10 years. Pretty much since I moved to Europe, it's been nothing but struggle and struggle and struggle on, like, staying here. It's always been hard. And and they just they just throw these crazy bills and taxes at you and stuff. And then also, at one point, like, I don't want to sound like one of these guys. I don't want to be that guy. But Obama, <laughs> motherfucking Barack Hussein Obama, signed an act... Uh, in the second to last or last year of his second term that effectively made it so if you were an expat living in Europe or any other country for any amount of time, uh, any work you do and pay taxes on in Europe, you also have to pay an additional tax to America for. What? So basically, uh, I'm being taxed for being American. That's <laughs> It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> they're taxing me just... Because I'm not living there and paying taxes, and I'm working over here, like, oh, well, we should be able to tax some of that because you're an American citizen. That's basically what they're saying. That's our is money, unbelievable. bitch. And as far as I know, if you make under a certain amount of money, you are exempt from this. 
but I think I'll be making more than that. Like, I hope I will, because I remember it being not a very large number. Like, before, I didn't have to worry about it so much, because yeah. I was just doing a different type of work, and it was low income and stuff, and, and now this this is it's probably going to go higher, because the costs and everything are going to go up. I'm going to be moving a lot of money around, so I'll probably go into that category, and I'll have to pay double taxes, so that means that I will have to just bite that pillow for, like, three to seven years until I can actually take the naturalization test and get a Dutch passport. Yeah. At that point, I don't know if I can hold on to the dual citizenship and then just do all my business off of my Dutch passport instead of my American one. Oh, that will be And then cool. I won't have to pay the American tax, or maybe I have to drop my American citizenship, which I will. Yeah. Because if they're taxing me to exercise my freedom of choice to not live in the United, St- United States, then I don't want to be a part of the United States anymore. I, don't, I haven't been there in like a decade. Yeah, and why I don't, should you why, pay taxes? Why should I pay you guys a tax? They, they don't, failing they don't owe them anything. Yeah, that's, you know, Trump has been systematically reversing, like, a lot of the things that people perceived as positive that Obama did. He's, like, he's like reversing a lot of, like, the healthcare stuff he did. And mm-hmm. like, you bet you bet your fucking ass that he hasn't reversed this particular bill. No, of course not. <laughs> he's like, well, oh, that one we can keep. Reverse something that makes them get more <laughs> Tax the money? ones that aren't even working here? Oh, yes. Genius. He wasn't... Oh, well, America, I, just I'm out America itself. Yeah, exactly. I, I, am, I am, like, really just done with that country and it's, it's, and it's, it's for my own too. it's for my own personal reasons like for the, my own selfish reasons and those are the reasons why i don't want to be a part of it anymore i don't feel like this kind of like oh fuck america i don't really feel that way about it i just feel like uh it's a good system i was born there, i was raised there it's okay and everything like that but coming over here i think i would rather raise my children in europe or in the netherlands somewhere uh not in amsterdam but in the netherlands and and that would be great I think that would be a better upbringing than Joliet, Illinois, where I came from. And yeah, so, and so, so like, you know, and it was just a fantasy to come out here for a tiny little bit of time to come out to Europe. And then Netherlands became like the place where I landed. And then I fell in love with this place and found so many people here. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's a really wonderful place. And I really like the values and how people are raised here. Like, like how real Dutch families like raise their kids and stuff. Like, like the actual functional families, they have a lot of, interesting ways of raising their kids like not being too afraid to let them go off and scrape their knees or let them run naked around run naked around the house or around the backyard and or around public whatever, public parks, parks and, shit. and I'm, that's something i'll get over i'm sure <laughs> but you know that that kind of shit like it's just it's you just kind of have a bit of a in terms of being a child you have a freer childhood in the states in in places in a lot of places especially where i grew up you had to have a more watchful eye on your kids. You definitely have to do it here too, but you, you as a child have a lot more freedom to like, if you wanted to run around and take your clothes off and you're running around in the park as a little kid, you go splash in the fountain. You don't have your swimming trunks on. Your parents just tell you to take off your, your shit and run off, take off your diaper, go run around. Fine. In the States, it's like you teach little kids from, from the get go, stranger danger. And like, you know, don't ever go to strangers offering you candy and shit like that. Don't let if a stranger talks to you, you fucking scream and run and look for me. Like you just put that in their head oh, from man. an early age. Can I just briefly tell you something about stranger danger? That's how I was danger? raised. I was in in New York in a in a clothing store and there was this super cute little chubby little boy, and I did what I always did. I just waved at him and left him like hey hello because I I like interacting with with kids that age. He was like like four five years old six, and he seriously got pulled away by his mother and his mother looked at me like i just stabbed him oh yeah well, and i was like, really prote- this just getting crazy over there no, right now. I'm, like, just, I'm just waving at the little kid like it's I- a combination of things happening a little bit more 
stuff happening more frequently like that and also more of that stuff getting to the public eye because of internet and social media. True. So a lot of people are able to get like their missing child out into the public eye and hear and those stories heard quicker than before the internet existed. So people are getting way more and more freaked out about like keeping their eye yeah, on their I kids, which is a good thing. I guess, but I mean, can't you just Say hello to kids anymore? <laughs> yeah, and I'm able. Like it. I was, here in I was, Europe, when a little kid is like looking at me or talking to me or smiling at me, I'm able to like smile and respond and stuff like that. And the parents just laugh. They're like, yeah, the parents <laughs> are like, oh, ain't he grand? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, little. Come on, let's go, let's get out of here. You know, <laughs> that kind of shit. You know, it's fine. But there, yeah. no, I was making weird faces to the kid. And he was laughing. He liked it. And then the, the mother came to me like, oh, wait, wait, just uh, just pull him away, and just looked at me with this hurtful, crazy eyes. Yeah. And I just got scared. I, I briefly forgot where I was, and then I got put back on uh, Earth again because oh, right. I was just in a clothing store. So yeah, experience... well, kids get kidnapped at department stores all the time. No, the thing is, just being in a clothing store is not necessarily a unique experience when you're on no. holiday. So I no. briefly, when you are on holiday, you sometimes do these things where you kind of forget that you are not in your own country anymore. Right. But you just and I was just in a clothing store, and I see a kid, and I just say hi to the kid. And then when this woman just completely like, wow, I just realized like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm in the States where yeah. people are actually nuts here and think you're... If you tell them that you're Dutch or something, they're not going to be any better about it because of that shit that happened in like Bermuda or whatever. There was that Dutch guy who got a bunch of girls out on his boat and like raped and dismembered them and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that guy? I, I forget his name. Me too. He had a weird name. But anyway, that's uh, something else. <laughs> it's uh, fucked up. Well, people are a little wary of the Dutch nowadays. <laughs> You're going to take my kid? <laughs> I mean, for free? <laughs> How much do you offer? I can give you six camels. Yeah. Okay, seven. Don't bust my balls now. <clears throat> I require seven bags of your finest spice. What say you? Oh, come on. What else do we got? What else do we Nothing. got? What else do we it's got? Over. We're going to go see Ari Shafir on Tuesday. Maybe we'll do a little follow up after that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I may or may not bootleg his 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 special. I just so I can hear it again at home. Yeah, sure. And listen to how he does stuff. This is how we do it. <laughs> And let's see, what else? I'm How just, about... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. I'm very low energy today. Yeah, I'm done. we got two and a half hours here. We should wrap it up here. That, yeah. was, that was it. Thank you so much for listening, all to of our mediocre. listeners on Spotify, <laughs> Google Podcasts, and elsewhere, other media that was not specified to us. Thank you so much for listening. This was episode five. We'll catch you... In Seriously, send days. us stuff because at some point we don't know what we should talk about. And send us stuff. We are very curious to what you think is interesting and what the you would like our on, opinions on. We are on Instagram as Successful Comedy Podcast at Successful Comedy yes, Podcast and, on Instagram. And Please I always, hit us up. Uh, I p- uh, publish my doodles there because most of the time I'm not looking Steve in the eye. I'm no, just, she's staring straight at the paper and drawing. I'm just drawing, half listening to what I was. <laughs> I am listening. I'm listening all the time. Like No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, we would love it if you I'm had totally any questions, listening. input for us. If you want to say we suck ass, if you, or if you want to like describe how badly we suck, we are all open I'm for open hearing I'm open for it. all that abuse. Give it to me. 
if you if you have a message for Misha, you want to get him in on this podcast, you give us a message, and I will pass it directly along to the guy. Yeah, and trust me, you want to message him. You, you wanna, want to message him. You want, you him want his. You want him to respond to you. You want him in your life. That's all. You need him in your life. I I could imagine him becoming a cult leader in the future. Oof. Like some sort of Rajneeshi cult, you know. People just start worshiping him like really, really crazy. People just start worshiping him. I mean, it takes a vow of silence, you know. One day you just see on the news this cult and some video footage, you know, like, holy, holy shit, is that, is that Misha? No shit. What the highest about that? Yeah. <laughs> Finally done good for himself. <laughs> uh, Alright. Guys, we'll check you next week. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Bye.